What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Wrestling Freaks Podcast. Technically, this is a restart, a revamp, and we are starting from scratch. We are uh, we were formerly known as the Crazy Skullface Podcast, but now we're known as the Wrestling Freaks. Um, my co-host JMO and Skull Shaker, how are you guys doing today? Hold on. We're good, man. Alright, cool. Cool, cool. Alright. So, what happened over the last week, huh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so... We wanted to, uh, I think we'll save, in my opinion, maybe we'll save the, uh, biggest elephant in the room for later, being the Vince McMahon story, because we kind of, kind of lead up to it, you know, so it's almost like a main event sort of thing. But the thing about it is, is we don't want to blow our chairs really. <laughs> True. But as big as that story is, we could make a whole podcast out of just that story. Yeah, I know, and that's why I want to talk about other stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, we don't want to bore the people, guys. Come on. I mean, well, it's not, I'm not boring. <laughs> I never said you were boring, Jamo. <laughs> I'm kidding. Unless you guys just want to get it out of the way, we can. I don't care. I mean, it's our show, man. We do what what crazy. We want. I mean, it. Hey, look, dude. I'm gonna let you go ahead and bring up the first topic if you want to. Well. I didn't really have any other topic, to be honest with you. Okay, well, I'll, I'll okay, I'll just say this. What is y'all's opinion on this week's Raw? Good question. I thought this week's Raw was, um, I thought it was kind of good. I thought it was an... It wasn't like holy shit. I need to go and uh, like rewatch this, but I like this what they're doing. I honestly like what they're doing with the bloodline story. Um, yes, it is kind of like a. a, a I think you uh, you actually mentioned it on stream. I think uh, JMO um, when we did the raw watch along, where um. It's almost kind of like a recycled storyline of like the whole invasion type of thing, where blood, uh, like the bloodline, is taking over Monday Night Raw or whatever. I mean, it's it's all it's a re, it's a recycled storyline of the Nexus. Yeah, yeah, it is. But 
it's also uh, the other thing you got to uh, remember too, though, is the whole Nexus storyline. They were on. They were already on Raw, and they were taking over, right? Whereas the Bloodline is on SmackDown, and they're trying to take over both shows. Technically, the Nexuses was. They were not on any show. True. True. They were. They were the NXT rookies. Yep. And then all of a sudden, they all showed up at one time and just started destroying everything. Mm hmm. But I. But, like, getting back to what I was going to say, though, is. I like what they're. I kind of like the. I like the storyline as a whole, especially now. Like, it got. Uh, don't get me wrong, it got stale over, like, I would say the last. Like, month or two, but, uh, like, towards the end of the year. Like, pretty much ever since, like, War Games a little bit. A tiny bit yeah, after that. I, I noticed it kind of. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's like stale. I don't know what word to use. Um, kind of after war games. I don't know if part of it had to do with. Um, I feel like part of it had to do with how it kind of, I guess you would say, got stale. Kind of trickled off a little bit. Is I personally think, after KO kind of skipped Roman. And pissed Roman off. You know what I mean. I think it kind of changed the storyline a little bit because I don't think Roman really wants to work with KO anymore after that because we saw how he mm-hmm. fucking gave him his receipt, mm-hmm. you know, when they went against Cena and um, KO on the, you know, on that SmackDown where he just knocked fucking Kevin Owens' head off. Yep. But that's kind of what I noticed it got a little just, eh. I don't know if it's just because it's almost to the end of the storyline to a point since the whole Sammy's supposed to be turning on him soon, um, or if that whole Kevin Owens skipping him had something to do with it, because obviously we know Roman got real fucking irate backstage um, and everything, but that's kind of when I noticed it too, was where I was right after War Games is when it kind of just started getting eh, so. Well, and that, uh, that was the point I was going to talk about too, because it uh, to, uh, to further that point, I think it got a little bit like stale or eh because they didn't have first of all they didn't have a December pay-per-view they didn't have uh, they didn't have day one so they needed to stretch out the storyline to now the rumble you know well and I'm also wondering too if the plan that they've got is that we know of is supposedly Sammy's supposed to, you know, turn or whatever, mm-hmm. and him and KO are going to take on the Usos for the titles. I'm wondering when they decided that, if that was decided, you know, a while ago, or if that's something that they just, you know, came out of nowhere and decided, and maybe that's why the storyline's also kind of been in, eh, because it just kind of seems like where they're going with it hasn't been the original plan. Like, was the original plan to have KO face him at Rumble and then to have, you know, Sammy and KO go on to face the tag 
for the tag titles, or was it something that just, you know... Just kind of happened on a whim, yeah. different plan? So, I don't know that either, but yeah, it's just, I'm, it, it just seems like there's a bunch of stuff that has happened that might have caused it to just kind of, you know, just go in. And then throwing Cena in there randomly just confuses the hell out of me, too. Right? Like, I right? don't understand that part of the storyline either. I feel like they literally just threw Cena in there because Cena needed a match before 2022 ended. So they're like, oh, hey, let's just throw you in the fucking main event. Because I didn't watch that, that episode. But didn't Cena literally only wrestle for like 10 seconds or some shit? Like, I think it was like 45. Cena I think. only lasted like fucking... Cena was only in the ring for like 20 seconds or some shit and the match was over. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was it was documented somewhere. I don't remember where I saw but it, but it was like 40 I, seconds. I was told that like Cena was just literally just on the, just on the apron yelling out spots like extremely loud. Mm-hmm. Spots, asked for the hot tag, went in, wrestled for like 10 seconds, ended the match, and it was over. Pretty so, much. throwing him in there and then just doing that just makes no sense for the storyline they're trying to tell. It just throws a complete wrench in there of fucking confusion if we're trying to build up to this whole Sammy turning on them or them turning on Sammy or whatever they're going to do because they, we still don't know who's going to turn on who, but we know it's coming. But throwing Cena in there just randomly confuses the fuck out of me. Well, I see, don't understand why he was just tossed in there when they could have used so many other people. They could have used, you know, Sheamus or any one of those guys, like someone that's actually had issues with the bloodline. And Cena's only had issues with Roman, really. Mm-hmm. So that's what confuses me about the whole just randomly throwing him in there, too. Yeah, it. Uh, I agree. I completely agree. It got it got confusing. I also think, um, I also think that it was, like you said, because Cena needed a match to continue his twenty year streak, and it was also for ratings. You know, and everything's about ratings, whether we like it or not, right? And it was the last. Truth be told, though, on the upside, on the optimistic side, I give credit to WWE because, like I said, they didn't have a December pay-per-view. So, tech, and if you really think about it, that episode of SmackDown realistically probably would have been had they uh, had had they had a um. December pay-per-view, that would have been the go-home show, right? But they scrapped the uh, they scrapped the December pay-per-view, which is absolutely fine. I mean, it would have been, what, TLC or something or whatever. And in my opinion, they threw Cena in there, one, because he needed a match, two, obviously it was because of ratings, and... Whether we like it or not, Cena, uh, maybe not not uh, as much now, but he is a draw. So, I think the way WWE looked at it was, let's bring Cena in to end 2022 with a bang. Let's see how many, how many, you know, how many eyes we can get on SmackDown. And you know what? It worked. 
They said. Oh, for sure. And we know him and Roman have always put on good matches. And I mean, and also, too, getting to the point you said ratings and everything. Whatever. We also have to realize, too, we already know Fox calls a lot of the shots, too. If Fox wants something done. Yeah. They're gonna get it. So if Fox said, "Hey, we want him to face, we want Cena, and we want Cena to face such and such," they're gonna do it because if they try to tell Fox, "Oh no, we don't want to do that," Fox can at any point just say, "Well, then if you're not gonna do what we want for ratings, blah blah, bye bye contract." You know well, what I mean? So. And the other thing is, look at that. Fox one and two, but I mean, like you said, they got good ratings for that. It was like. It was what SmackDown's best ratings in how long? Well, they even alluded it to it. Uh, they alluded to it this past week on SmackDown that SmackDown got the best ratings it's had in over two years. That's what I thought. Yeah. They drew, and I follow somebody on. And I follow Wrestle Talk on YouTube. And they crunch the numbers. They crunch the numbers, and they get it from other sources. That because of Sm- uh, because of Cena's appearance, SmackDown's ratings went up like fifteen or sixteen percent on that episode alone. Like, and they're counting. Uh, they're counting that two years in. Every episode for the last two plus years. That's the highest rating they've had to date in the past. You know, however and uh, however long they get back. So it uh, it worked. I mean, not everybody knows who Cena as uh, Cena. It well, by now. I take that back. By now, just about everybody knows who Cena is, whether he's in wrestling or in acting, because, I mean, by God, he sets the world record for most make-a-wishes granted in, like, consecutively. And I think he's at, at over 600 or something like that. So, I mean, the guy's a draw. Even though you can't see him. Okay, fine. I'm, I had to get that out. But we're going back to the original question, Jamo. What did you think of this past week, Raw? Honestly, for me, it was average at best. Okay. I mean, there was really nothing there that just kind of popped out and said, "Ooh, hey, let's just watch this match and let's make a big deal out of this match." Yeah, just nothing there. I agree. Yeah, there wasn't, and uh, yeah. Literally, all I saw from Raw this week is I saw um, the Alexa Bliss match. Saw how it ended because I wasn't like paying full attention to it. I just kind of had it on because I, um, as, as we know, I like I just got home from the hospital that day, um, so like I just kind of had it on in the background while I was doing some other stuff. So I was casually, you know, catching it. And Sweet Dollface Creations it, in the house. What's going on? Sorry. The whole fucking, you know, Wyndham logo shit flashed, like, what, two or three times on the board and flickered or whatever. There were dudes, there was like one or two dudes in the audience with the uh, Uncle Howdy mask on or whatever, and it uh-huh. kind of loser shit and beat the hell out of the ref. And yeah, after I saw that, I just cut it off. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I stopped watching after that because I, I was just like, I, 
I don't know what they're doing with it. Like, and it's just, how long are they going to keep doing this? Is she going back with Bray or not? So. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I actually agree because that was probably, like you said, that was probably the best segment on Raw. At least, at, at, as far as this last week or whatever. Um, and I think we've talked about this before too. Um, cause I think Jane was the one that brought it up, brought it up the most, or maybe you have too. I don't remember who brought it up first. It's confusing what they're doing with Alexa because she's on Raw and he's on SmackDown. Yep. Yeah, so uh, like, I think we both brought it up. Joining, and is she just going to jump ship to SmackDown? Like, is that the plan? Like, is she joining at all? Like, so that's what I'm not grasping either. Because that's what's just... Are they doing something with this? I like, decide because it's getting old now. I'm like, I like Alexa, and I like her... When she was, you know, with Bray before, it could if it was just done better, it could have lasted longer. But it's just if they're trying to do it again, and a lot of fans don't want it, but we know Alexa does. It's just trying to figure out what the hell are they doing with it? Are they going to keep dragging it out? How much longer? Just the whole thing in general, you know, the whole Bray thing in general. Um, and I know we'll get into it with SmackDown as well. It's just. What are they doing with it at this point? Yeah. Um, you know, okay, he, okay. He mentioned Alexa's on Raw basically SmackDown. Okay, you've got this whole faction that Bray Wyatt's supposed to be creating. Is it only going to be on SmackDown? Or could he, half be on Raw, half be on SmackDown? You know? He, I, I was thinking that, yeah, but we also don't know either what's going on with this faction because, I mean, how many people have said... It is going to be, you know, six different people, or is it going to be just him? Then not, and some people now are saying Bray's not the leader. Uncle Howdy is the leader, and Bray's one of the characters. Um, what well, if which, Uncle if Howdy is, is going to be the leader? But we're also now we're, we we got the other uncle that hasn't shown up yet, and a lot of people think the SmackDown that happened where. Homeboy showed up and, you know, took Bray out, you know. A lot of people are saying that that wasn't Uncle Howdy. Um, they said it's not even the same guy that played Uncle Howdy. It's a different mask and everything. So a lot of people are thinking that that's, um, is it Uncle Harper's the other one? Or is it I don't Uncle remember. Brody? I don't remember which one they were using because it was for Luke Har It was for Brody Lee is who they are using the name for. But they think that's... So I don't I don't know what's going on, and I mean that is a good thing. That's a good you know question. Is like is one uncle going to be on Raw and one uncle going to be on SmackDown? Maybe I would be okay if they okay. Just say he had a faction of like six people. I'd be okay with three on one, three on the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do like and the thing is like that's why I said it's like have one uncle on one show, you know, with however many, and then have the other uncle on the other show with how you know what I'm saying. And then just, I don't know, it's Bray, unless Bray's going to be one of the, you know, one of the ones on SmackDown, but I don't know where they're going with it at this point. See, well, well, okay. I'm going to... Go ahead, Jamma. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and put this out there, even though Crazy City wanted to wait till later. Okay, it's fine. And, I mean, this has to be brought up. 
you know, talking about this. If something happens to the WWE, are they going to continue on with this storyline? Yeah, that makes they, sense. It, yeah, like if they sell it or whatever, who and whoever buys it, are they going to keep going with it? Yeah, that that's a good question. Well, I mean, I hate to just, I mean, I hate to just bring it up out of nowhere, but I mean, it makes sense. See, I think. Okay, I'm glad, and I'm glad you brought it up because whoever buys the company. As long as, as long as Triple H is still in charge of creative, I don't think we would necessarily have anything to worry about. In my opinion, in my opinion, the reason why as long as Triple H is in creative, we're, oh, I think we're fine, but... If for any reason he's not, whenever the company does get brought out, and I know we t uh, we just talked about uh, about this a little bit off stream, um, that the company is going back pri or going back to private or something, right? But possibly in the and in the possibility of WWE getting bought out or when I don't even know if it's supposed to be for sale or whatever um if and when wwe gets bought out and if for some reason triple h is not in creative or whatever right whoever is in charge would be absolutely it would be absolutely absurd to drop this bray wyatt storyline because aside hold on oh hold on hold on skull the reason why I say that is because aside aside from the bloodline story, the bloodline storyline and this Bray Wyatt storyline are literally the best stories going in WWE right now. I they think are. What's going to end up causing this storyline to stop? If it, if WWE does sell like the rumors are saying. I think the only way the storyline with Bray stops is depending on who buys it. If you want my honest opinion. Oh, absolutely. Depends on the company that buys it will depend on how some of these storyline goes. I feel like if someone like Disney would buy it, Disney's got a 50-50 chance of nixing it. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I like Jamo and I were talking like before we started this up. It, we were kind of discussing that a little bit. Is like I do dark well. We know Disney's got like Disney Plus, and they also own Hulu, and they've got some shows on Disney Plus. You know that have you know like a PG rating, PG thirteen rating, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And then on Hulu, we know they've got you know documentaries on there about like you know Jeffrey Dahmer and like all that type of shit. And they've got, you know, Hulu originals that are, like, rated R and, like, so. But Disney, I feel like, would be my my biggest concern, really, with the Bray Wyatt storyline and nixing it. I feel like Disney would be the biggest red flag of companies to nix it out of anyone, in my opinion. I could be wrong, 
but I think that's my biggest fear. If they are going to sell like the like the rumors are, Disney would be my biggest worry for Bray. Anyone else? I guess we would just have to wait and see who the other bidders would be. But I feel like Disney would be the biggest oh fuck for you know for Bray and the storyline. I really do. TK Chris in the house. What's going on, man? It's been a while. <laughs> we were just in your screen in your stream like twenty minutes ago. Anyway, um, yeah, I agree. So let me and with that, with that, I got an idea. I'm gonna open it up to you guys, and then I'm gonna open it up to the chat, and the chat can chime in. I want you, and this is gonna be hard. Okay, this is gonna be really hard. Uh, this is gonna be really hard. I want. You guys, and if you guys pick the same companies, that's fine. Give me your, give me your top three companies that you maybe hope buys WWE. Your top, uh, your top, yeah, top three who you... Not and uh, not like and uh, not like Skull said like oh this is my and ba- uh, this is my oh fuck yeah give me your top three companies that if let's just say WWE is officially on sale tomorrow just scenario right WWE is uh, on and uh, is officially for sale tomorrow by the end of the sale. Give me your top three companies that you actually would hope to buy WWE. I told I'm gonna let you go first. Hot well, yeah, uh, the hot I'm seat or the electric good. chair, as Corey Graves would put it. Anyway, go ahead. Well, Jamal and I talked about it like a little bit before we started. Him and I have the same three, I believe. Um, I would be, one of them that I would be okay with is, I'd be okay with Donald Trump taking it. Um, okay. I definitely would. Um, but yeah, is Donald Trump a company? I mean, just, uh, just like, I'm not vetoing that choice, but is Donald, and does that count? I mean, he has companies, yes. Okay. Just under but um, okay. like what Jamo and I were talking about, he technically wouldn't be able to get it because he was president, so it has to be like his son or his daughter would have to buy it. Okay, so um, the Trump family, more or less. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but he does have like companies and shit. Yes. Um, I mean, Trump Towers is one. Um, okay. But he would be one that I would be okay with. Um, okay with Amazon. I would be okay with Jeffrey Bezos and Amazon getting it. Um, I don't think they would fuck up that badly. Um, okay. One more. And they don't have to be and, in, a, in any order. Just give me your top three, so. And then the other one, I don't know, because that that's the only one that I never really got around to, but I'm pretty sure J-Mo is going to agree with me on the, uh, on the first two, at least. I could be wrong, but um, well, okay, I agree with you on one. I agree with you on the Amazon. Absolutely. Okay. Now, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put, I would not put Trump 
Powers or Shop Corporation or whatever in the top three. Okay. Only because only because I think there's two others. Okay. Yes, Amazon. Number two would be NBC itself. Okay. That way, WWE shows and programming and pay-per-views and everything would stay on Peacock. Okay. Number three, I would love to see would be Paramount. Hmm. Okay. Why Paramount? Paramount also has stuff like CBS and other companies like that. Okay. Okay. I never even thought about that. My third one... My third one was my other one was Fox. Okay, all right. Primarily, primarily just because I could see Fox wanting to do it. Obviously, you know what I mean. Because, um, like Jamie and I were discussing earlier, if for some reason Paramount would take it, or like you know, NBC would take it, would they allow SmackDown to stay on Fox? Sure. I believe like, NBC would. So that's why I think Fox would try to take it is because Fox would be able to keep SmackDown on, obviously, Fox, but they would probably more than likely move USA off of US. They would probably more than likely move Raw off of USA and either put them on Fox or toss them on one of their, like, they might toss them on FX, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? Because FX is pretty much Fox's USA. They're, it's just, because, I mean, no one watches USA unless they're fucking watching, um... Either Raw or I mean God, what else would they be watching? Because Law and Order, USA is what Chicago PD and Law and Order, <clears throat> and then movies once in a while. Chicago so, PD. Hey, 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 hey! Just throw Raw on FX. Hold up, Chicago PD is actually not a bad show. No, no, I didn't say. And my wife absolutely loved CS the the Law and Order. I wasn't SVU. saying that in a bad way. I absolutely love SVU, and I don't have a problem with Chicago either. I'm just saying that's the only thing that I think play on USA. Yeah, th- yeah, you got a point. <laughs> you got a point. movies and Raw. I think that's pretty much it at this point. Pretty oh, much. Nothing like it used to be. Oh, and NXT's on USA too, isn't it? But other than that, isn't it? Isn't it NXT on you? Oh, fuck. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. I don't remember. I yes, it is. So, but yeah, so I could just see it if for some reason Fox would get it. I think Fox would end up moving Raw to like FX or something like that. But, but I honestly believe that if NBC got it, that they would try to work out a deal with Fox just for SmackDown for yeah. NBC to make more money. Well, and the thing is, like you said earlier, NBC would kind of make the most sense for the simple fact of, um. You know, like Peacock and everything like that, because if one of these other companies get it, like they're gonna have to try and you know either incorporate WWE into their streaming platform, like if Paramount would do it or whatever, or either just bring the actual network itself back. Like mm-hmm. that's where I think if if someone like Disney, well, that's why if someone like Disney would get it, I feel like Disney would end up making like a standalone app. You know what I mean? See, my, my issue with Disney, I honestly believe that Disney would try to water it down. I agree. Because of the Disney company. Now, you get 
other companies like NBC, Fox, Amazon, you know, you get those companies like that, they can put out pretty much what they want to, and they ain't nobody going to say anything to them. But if Disney gets it, you got parents. Well, yeah, that, and, well, that's why I said whenever I Disney, um, Disney's going to be hit or miss because we don't know if they're going to water it down or if they're going to allow it because, like I said, so they've got some shows that are on, you know, Disney Plus that have the same, like, you know, rating as Raw. And they've got stuff, like I said, because they own Hulu, where they've got, you know, documentaries and, like, some of these Hulu originals that are, like, rated R that are really fucked up. That's way worse than what professional wrestling is. So that's why Disney's, like, a hit or miss for me. Okay, hold on. I just want to pause something, guys. Um, if anybody is in the chat, I forgot to kind of ask this at the beginning of the stream. Um, can the chat hear JMO and Skull? I've completely forgot to ask this because, um, because I know you sh uh, you guys should still be able to hear me, but I don't know if you can hear them. Probably should have done that before we even started. Let me turn the stream up and see if I can hear myself. Okay. I'm not hearing me at all. Okay. She should. Hold on. Let me do this. Hold on. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah, you're good. It's fine. So let's go like this. Oh, that should be the right one. All right, now can you hear yourself? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Well, you'll be able to hear me, but. Oh, I just heard. I just heard major. Okay, cool. So now we should be good. All right, chat. Can you hear? We got a little more people in here. Can you hear my? Uh, can you hear JMO and Skull? Just doing a quick sound check. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, what you guys were talking about? Oh no, you're good, man. Can anybody in chat hear my? Uh, hear the co-host? Yeah, I completely forgot to even say something, but we should have probably checked that earlier, but oh well. It's a Sunday. Alright, Freak Boy in the house, how you doing, man? TK, with, uh, with, uh, welcome back. Alright, cool, I think we're uh, I think we're all good. Alright. Um. Yeah, we're doing awesome, man. Uh, Freak boy, um, maybe we'll uh, uh, we'll talk about that when you uh, when you guys are done. I want to uh, I want you guys to be able to finish your thought of like what you guys were saying. I didn't mean to interrupt. So uh, we were talking about um, like Disney, JMO. You were saying Disney would water it down if they bought and. Uh, I, I, 
I believe they would, but I would say I agree with Skull some, depending on which part of Disney got it. Okay. But I honestly believe that Amazon NBC, Amazon NBC as long as they put it on Peacock. Fox and or, Freakboy just said or, Fox needs to buy it. Well, and let's be real here. If if Amazon would decide to go for it, everyone else just needs to tap out now because Amazon's got Amazon's gonna be the ones to get it. They've got the most fucking money. We already know, you know that, that if would Amazon be okay. decides if Amazon decides to go for it, if they do, you know what I mean? If they are selling Amazon decides to go for it. Every other, you know, every other company might as well fucking back out because no one is going to be able to top what Amazon's got, money-wise. Yeah. Well, unless you're, unless you're talking about the, uh, the Walton family. But I'm glad Freak Boy and Nature brought that up. I actually got a notification about that. The Saudi Arabia has actually said that they were going to throw their hat into possibly buying it. That would be interesting. No, okay. I don't have anything against Go ahead. Saudi Arabia. I'm just going to say, that's as bad whatever. as Jerry Jones. That's as bad as Jerry Jones getting it. I'm just going to say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. But, okay, I'm not saying I have anything against the Saudi Arabia government or any of the countries over there. I'm not. But there has been too many stories about issues in Saudi Arabia for them to even attempt to try to buy it. Because people would quit watching it. The entire female fucking roster would get deleted. I agree. Immediately. Immediately. They would Matt Hardy fucking delete that shit. Yeah. <laughs> they would. And you damn well know they would. There would well, be no women. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang on. Wait a minute. Hold up. You can't really say that they would delete it. What they would do is they would completely unsexualize the women's division. Hence, deleting it because everybody wants to sh uh, stare at their ass and they won't be yeah, able to see but, it. But, but hang on. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> you can still see their butt. You can still see the boobs, but they're not showing any skin. Yeah, but that's the best part, Damo. <laughs> I, I understand that, but you still have the women's division. I know. So, but honestly, if Saudi Arabia bought it, they would lose probably 75, 80% of viewership immediately. Probably. 
I, I mean, uh, I'd rather see Tony Khan buy it than it fucking go over there. I'm sorry. I'd rather have Tony Khan have it. Tony Khan needs to stay away. No, dude, there's. I guarantee if they sell, I guarantee there's going to be something in the contract that states Tony Khan cannot touch it. And I'm okay with that. I will bet money they do, and they should. What right. you and I were saying earlier, the main people that I think are not going to be allowed to touch that company to buy it, if they do sell, there's main people that I think are going to be allowed to touch it. Tony Khan and his daddy, and I don't think Stephanie and Shane will be allowed to touch it either. Now, Stephanie Shane, uh, Stephanie Shane and Triple H, like, can you imagine, just think about that for a second. Can you imagine? Well, Jay Moore and I were discussing, A, could they pull that kind of money together, and B, would they allow them to buy it? Well, hold on. I I think they would. I think they would be able to allow to buy it if they're going, and if the company's going private. Right? Isn't that, I mean, correct uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is that what that means? No, if the company is going private, that means that Vince McMahon can make it his own decision on who to sell it on to. Who buys, on who buys it? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So couldn't uh, couldn't on, he hang choose? On, hang, on, hang, on, hang, on, hang on. If it hang on, if it stays public. Vince does not have the final say-so. That is, Vince and the board of directors. Yeah, it comes down to stockholders and shareholders and the board of directors. But if they go private, Vince gets final say-so. And that's what Vince wants. Because Vince doesn't want somebody... I know, like, we all know what Vince is doing. If it goes private, because Vince doesn't want someone like Tony Khan or, you know, someone that's within the company right now to buy it. I guarantee that's why he's doing this. And so someone like Tony Khan can't come in and buy it or so... Someone like, you know, again, like Triple H, Stephanie, Shane, or people within the company to band together and buy it. Because if he goes private, he gets final say, and by going private, he also, once it does sell, he gets the most money, he gets the most of the cut if it goes private. If it doesn't go private, he loses money. If he goes private, he makes more money. But the problem with that is, as soon as he sells it, He will go in and sell every single share of stock he owns. The company will plummet, and the other shareholders are going to lose ridiculous amounts of money. They're going to come after Vince McMahon. You know, he at this point, I don't think he gives a fuck. I really don't. And you know, that is a dickhead move. Look who we're talking about. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. For as long as he had this company, he should have earned some kind of morals and values to not try to screw over his shareholders and his board of directors and the company as a whole. That is a you know, that is a complete dick move if he I just, just sells it. Or 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 
what he could possibly do is the day before the sale is going to go final, then he will sell his stocks. He will not do it the day of. I know who should buy the company. I just thought of it. Well, Make your should... business partners and buy it. Jim Cornette and Vince Russo. No. 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 Skull, how dare you? Hang on. Okay. Okay. Wait a minute. What Jim up, Paul? Cornette? I'd be okay with Jim Cornette. Jim? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. I just come up with another one. Oh, shit. Hold on. Jim Cornette. Oh, Okay, go ahead. Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman. Mm -hmm. I have a better one. I have a better one. Jim Cornette, Vince Russo, Paul Heyman, and Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Look, dude, would you quit saying Vince Russo? Yeah, why? Why? Why Russo? Why do you want it? Look, dude, why do you want it to die? <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> well, if he wasn't dying, we just gave it to Tony Khan. Why do you want him to go to Tony Khan? Tony Khan, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up. Tony Khan and Vince Russo are butt buddies, okay? I just said, wouldn't karma be a bitch if fucking Tony Khan bought WWE and did the same thing to WWE that WWE WCW? Wait a minute. No. No, that's different, though. Because they were actually, WCW was actually trying to stay on the air, but the company that bought them out didn't want it. Mm-hmm. So they had to figure out another way to do it. And then, yes, no, it I know. Very, hang on, hang on, I know, hang on. But it went for very little money. Vince McMahon is just being an idiot. He should have, he should have stayed away, should have left it alone, and let the, let the company make more money, and then possibly sell it a little bit later down, down the line. Do not sell it when it's got the highest ratings it's had in almost 10 years. He should have stayed away. I just thought of something, thought of something else. I, I swear to God, if you like say Vince again. No, no. <laughs> this, this actually isn't a troll. This isn't a troll fucking response this time. Okay. This is like a legitimate response of what you guys would think. Because I don't know how I feel about it, especially because he's been in the news a lot lately for being a fucking piece of shit and okay. not a good person like everyone thinks. Okay, skull, 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 skull. Sculpt, before you say the name. Thanks for coming, everybody! <laughs> uh, the Rock. What yes! Wait, what, yes! wait. Wait, why is he in the well, news for being an asshole? A lot of people are saying that he's the kiss of death in Hollywood because everything that happened with Black Adam and it got canceled and they went to dog shit because of him. 
and they said, look at what he did to the Fast and Furious franchise, look what he did to the Scorpion franchise, look what he did the the Mummy and the Scorpion King franchise. Um, they named a lot of franchises that were doing good, and the second he came into it, the franchise fucking got canceled or ended or went to complete dog shit. Okay. And not, about, not okay. so much the lie, but acting is completely different than professional wrestling. Like, we'll have to see what the XFL does, too, since he owns that, but what if someone what up, Kobu? would buy it? I th- okay. okay. He would need business partners as well. I don't think he could buy it on his own. And I don't know who he would bring in with him. I'm assuming he would probably bring Paul Heyman in. I'm assuming he would bring in Paulie. He would bring in his ex-wife because her corporation and the company that he's got, they already own the XFL. No, I know. It's the seven, is it so, like seven best production or whatever. Like, but I don't. Do they have that kind of money to buy the to buy? I honestly, be, I honestly believe they do. But hold on, guys. Would it? Go ahead. Go ahead. I gotta. I, I gotta fix something. You're all good. You're all good. Would it be possible? And and you mentioned the rock a while ago. Mm-hmm. Would it even be possible for, okay, just say The Rock got investors to back him up for it. Would it be smart for The Rock to bring in possibly John Cena to help him? That wouldn't be bad. Well, I was just thinking that when you were, like, when you were thinking, when you brought that up, I was just thinking of who else he could bring in that have been, that are either current wrestlers or have been wrestlers. I wasn't thinking Cena, but that would be smart. Um, other partners that he could bring, other partners that he could bring in that have wrestled that would be smart. I could see him bringing in, you know, Mick Foley, Mark um, Calloway. Yeah, I was gonna say bring in Foley or Taker or Austin, or and I'll, I might get shit for this, even Hogan or Flair, even. Because, I mean, even though Hogan and Flair have controversy around them, they've got the name, they've got money. I'm assuming Flair's probably got more money than what Hogan does. But, and like you said, Cena, that would be another one. Those are a couple names he could bring in and he could get a group together, and I think I feel like they could do it. And they know, obviously, they know the business, so it would be extremely smart. Yo! buy it. We got a rate of Kobu with a rate of five. Let's go. Sorry. Uh, uh, welcome in, no, Raiders. Welcome in, Raiders, to the Wrestling Freaks podcast. My name is Crazy Eyes for Life. My co-host, J-Mo. You all know him from everywhere else. And Skull Shaker. <laughs> Skull Shaker is another co-host of ours. And uh, we just freaks, man. It's the best way to put it. We just freaks. Remember, remember, crazy. I am the belt collector. Yes, he is the belt collector. He is, as of last night, he is Gmo because he is the general manager of my second show of uh, which an uh, EFED, which we could also plug CEW because we're talking about wrestling. If you guys want to, we'll get to that in a bit. Um. Sure.
But yes, welcome in Raiders. Uh, this is our podcast. We're going to talk about wrestling. We're probably going to talk about sports, video games, and whatever bullshit we, and else we can think of. It's just all... It's almost freestyling. Sort of. I don't know. I don't know what the best scenario is. But... We acapella this shit! <laughs> we're, we're, in, we're in playoff football mode, so I don't want to fucking talk sports. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. sports right now because fuck football. Okay, then let's not talk about sports. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want Skull to blow a gasket. Just... Well, I will say this. I will say this. Tomorrow is the national championship in college football. Okay. D was gonna get fucking slaughtered. Thank <laughs> you. Poor bastards are gonna get fucking slaughtered. Okay, I guess we're talking about sports. All right. <laughs> Go Georgia. See, look, I'm a, look. I'm an Auburn fan, and they're in the SEC. They nobody's been able to touch them for the past two years. Go Georgia for the yeah, absolutely. Hey, crazy like I said. My stream. Oh, my, and, oh, dude, your stream crashed. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Kobu. But hey, I appreciate the raid regardless. Yeah, we are, uh, we're doing well, dude. We had such a successful stream last night of a CEW draft. I can't even wait to uh, get this week started. This week's going to be good. And, and, so. and crazy, you know we had... Pretty much the most people we have had in a stream last night. Yeah, we did. I was actually I was actually there for the entire stream. And my ass fell the fuck asleep like ten minutes into the stream. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well at least you were there. <laughs> I, literally asleep, I literally fell asleep like ten minutes into the stream. I had it up on my TV because I have an Apple TV hooked up to my TV, so I've got this Twitch app on there. Nice. I fell asleep, like ten minutes in, and I like I barely woke up. Enough to like you know like to roll over and get like resituated. Um, I fell asleep in my rec- I well to get readjusted because I had fallen asleep in my fucking recliner. Um, and I heard you say I heard you say my name like at the end of the stream because you were plugging the podcast. I was like, what the fuck is he saying my name for? <laughs> I just said, fuck it and just fell back asleep. I just didn't even fucking care. Well, because I wasn't sure if you were like I didn't know you were plugging it. I'd actually go back earlier today and watch the end of the stream to see what you said. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I thought maybe you were trying to talk to me, and I'm like, uh, I'm fuck you. I'm asleep. I'm <laughs> so... All right, so he can hear Jamo. All right. Hey, can't hear me. Uh, why? Why can't you? Paul, can you hear JMO? And Paul, to be honest with you, yeah, I'm an Auburn fan. I don't really have a dog in the hunt, but I'm an I'm, I'm an SEC fan. Unless it's Alabama, and they can just. Die. I'm a Notre Dame fan, so it's a fucking disappointment year after year after year. Well, well, you didn't used to back in the '90s. Well, and then Brian Kelly came along. Fucker. I mean, he actually wasn't a bad head coach. He wasn't a bad head coach. Notre Dame's problem is, is we started playing, the reason we were so good in the 90s, we played nobody. Exactly. We're actually playing hard teams now, so we're fucking dog shit. 
because we don't know how to play real football teams. <laughs> Love Notre Dame, but oh. well, yeah, uh, you are aware that Notre Dame is trying to get into the ACC, correct? Yeah, and I'm going to hate my fucking life if we do. <laughs> Dude, we haven't even produced a. I don't even think we've produced a good player in the NFL lately. Chase Claypool's dog shit. Fucking oh Will my Fuller, god! Will Fuller came in and was supposed to be good and got busted for fucking steroids every other fucking week. Produced <laughs> a fucking quarterback for the NFL for shit. Quentin Nelson was good for the Colts for like one season, and now he's fucking atrocious. That whole fucking team's a joke. Hey, wow. Maybe I shouldn't have brought up college football. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> so, what's ha- well, hold on. What's happening in other sports? <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on. Like, hang on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got I to gotta say this. Go for it. How about them, how about them cowboys? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I earlier... Um, <laughs> Like during the fucking Colts game, when the fucking lineman tackled his running back and made him fumble, yeah. I sent a picture. Of, I I sent a video of that to my mom because she was at work, and she just said, "Fucking kill me." So I, I immediately texted Jaden, and it's that's my mom's boss, my mom's boss's daughter. I immediately texted her and said, "Hey, do me a favor tonight." And she was like, "Hey, what's up?" And I was like, "Keep all sharp, pointy objects away from my mother." Oh, sh- oh shit! And she was like, "Why?" And I literally just responded back with, "And she was like, okay, yeah, no, never mind, I understand." <laughs> Damn. I get, the Bron- I get my team sucks. But <laughs> not as bad as the fucking Colts do. The Broncos are nowhere near as bad as Indy. So thank fuck for that. Well, I'm as okay. As Hold on. Go ahead, Jamo. We didn't have a tie game with the Houston Texans, bud. So okay. we're better than the Colts. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Denver's problem was the head coach, and they need to get rid of Russell Wilson because he's a sorry quarterback. He's not a sorry quarterback. The dude's mentally fucking ill. That makes him a sorry quarterback. Okay, then. Russell Wilson is gone. more... He okay. has hit his he has hit his storyline of wanting to be more famous than being a good than the than to being a good football player. Okay, here's the thing. Look, okay, he's, he's look, okay. <clears throat> look at the Super Bowl from a few years back. Russell Wilson could have looked at the Patriots were gonna do. He could have caught an audible on that play and let Marshawn Lynch run it in, but he was stupid enough yep. to listen he to the head coach. Because Pete Carroll's a dumbass. Exactly. He was stupid enough to listen to Pete Carroll, the head coach, and then and then run some kind of stupid play. Russell Wilson should have known better. He is a sorry quarterback. All I'll say, and then we'll get off this to say fucking the chat and crazy. Um, Russell Wilson was started to be dog shit the second he started dating Sierra. He started going downhill after that as a fucking football player, because he decided to be, he decided being famous was more important than being a fucking football player. 
Now, well, like that, that is my opinion. And oh my God, what a sorry excuse for a football game. Six to nine. Sixty nine. <laughs> I'm a fucking child. God damn it. You're drunk. It literally says sixty nine on the scoreboard right now. <laughs> wow. Okay, look, look here, Grok. Don't go there. I think he already. Uh, I think he's already gone. Where Where did he go? I don't know. Wait, is he gone? I'm taking a picture of the score. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. And and what game is this? Jets and Dolphins. Sorry, surprise at the shitty scores. It's the fucking Jets and the Dolphins. I mean, surprise. Okay, let, okay, let, let me ask you this. Are you as surprised as I am about the Jaguars being in the playoffs this year? The only thing that I fucking care about about the Jaguars getting it, and we talked about this, we talked about this earlier. Fucking Tony. No, Kobu, we're talking about sports. The Jaguars winning was like a fucking kid at Christmas. Like, if anyone in chat has seen how fucking Tony Khan reacts during media scrums. Like, after a fucking AEW pay-per-view, how he's jumping around and he's all excited and he's hugging these guys and these guys are like, dude, get the fuck off me, you're weird. <laughs> he was literally, this motherfucker was jumping up and down and he literally, at one point, one of the guys for the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's a big motherfucker, he's, I'm, he's a big dude. Tony Khan runs and leaps into his arms and is screaming and giggling so goddamn high-pitched that it was fucking breaking the screen, not the screen, it was breaking, like, the recording. And he's running into the locker room, and he's jumping up and down so much, his cell phone fell out of his back pocket, and he didn't even know it. He was on so much fucking cocaine last night, during that... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up, hold up, that is speculation. I am not getting sued. (laughs) But my God, dude... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is the only good part about the Jaguars going to the fucking playoffs. And Tony Cog's fucking... Imagine if the Jaguars would win a Super Bowl. Daddy still owns that fuck. He, he will die. Tony okay, Cog will die. Now, okay, but here's here's my thing. The reason I asked you that question... Johnny Grunge in the house. What's going on, man? Sorry. Go ahead. I mean, dude, them winning... Wait, the division, I'm not sure off. That division's dog shit. No, hang on. Let me, let me ask you this. And the reason I asked you this question was was it just a bad rookie year or is Trevor Lawrence as good as he made himself out to be in college? No, he's good. Jaguars people talked about this on his podcast and everything like that too on um a lot of like Bob Miller talks about it on his and so Shannon Sharp on his fuck Skip Bayless by the way um absolutely Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence when they brought Trevor Lawrence in 
that fucking team to be a playoff team and turn around. It's not going to fucking happen. Football is not like basketball. With basketball, one player takes an entire team and makes them un-goddamn believable. Football. Football is not one of those sports. So if they had to get the right people around Trevor Lawrence, that was going to take a couple years. The other problem with fucking Jacksonville wasn't Trevor Lawrence. It was the fucking pedophile head coach that they had as well. Speculation. Speculation. Uh, <laughs> let's put it this way. When Urban Meyer goes to a bar and has a 21-year-old college girl grinding on him, yeah, I would not want him as my head coach either. So Speculation. Speculation. There's video and pictures. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. If she's 21, she's legal. So you can't go there. <laughs> but anyway, even I though he is on, I knew the Jaguars to be her granddad. Still, I knew the Jaguars were going to be a problem on. in a couple of years. Well, because I mean, look at their division. It's the Colts, the Jaguars, the Texans, and the Titans. The Colts aren't going to be fuck all until Jim Irsay's dead. They need more than just a fucking quarterback. Okay, but anyway, but dog but shit, and the Texans are dog shit. No, Jaguars, they're gonna, they're just gonna continue to get better, in my opinion. Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. He just needed more people around him to be good. He needed a head coach, and it's like the 49ers. Brock Purdy, is this is he is he going to be a flash in the pan and next season he's going to be dog shit? Because I don't think so because of Kyle Shanahan and what he has around him. But if Brock Purdy would be put in the same situation as what um, Trevor Lawrence was put in when he first came into the league, no, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to actually be good now because he's got shit around him. He's a good quarterback. He's got a good line. He's got good wide receivers. He's got a good coaching staff. Well. Okay, and he's in a dog shit division. Okay, let me ask you this. If he wins It is Kobu. It is Kobu. I just let him go. I don't know shit about sports. I just let him go and, and I enjoy the show just as much as you. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if Trevor Lawrence to another team with better players, Would he be able to make a Super Bowl run with that team? Depends. Are you what team are we putting him in? It depends on are we keeping him in the AFC? Are we moving him to the NFC? And what division are we putting him in? If you would take that man and you would put him in the NFC and you would yeah. put him, what team? Oh, think I got one. I got a team. I got a team. If you brought him in and put him on the Raiders, could he make a could he make a playoff or a Super Bowl run with the Raiders? Don't have the players and their division. I feel like the, uh, who all is in their division again? About this, uh, the only person they would be better than AFC West. You know, AFC West is it's actually our division with Denver. It's Denver, Kansas City. Uh, the Raiders and the Chargers. That's what I was trying. I couldn't remember if it was. For some reason, I want to say it was the Rams. The Rams are the are the Niners. My bad. For some reason, I was thinking the Niners division, not the Raiders. So that's my fault. Honestly, no, because the only team that the Raiders would be better in that division then would be 
I hate to say it, would be Denver unless Denver gets better with, you know what I mean? They're not going to be able to beat out Kansas City. They're not going to be able to beat out the Chargers. There's no way. The only teams they would beat out would be us. Okay, if you, okay, if you put him on Denver. If you would put him on Denver, he, they would be, I think they would be able to, yes. Putting him on Denver, yes. Now, I mean, in all honesty, Trevor Lawrence was legit in college. You just, you have to find the right team. Oh my team. God, the Falcons got their revenge on Tom Brady. Falcons just beat the fucking Texans, the, 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 the fucking, fuck my life, the Bucks. Yes. Absolutely, Cobo. But, okay, now, Trevor Lawrence, all he really needs, he needs the right head coach with the right plays for Trevor Lawrence. He needs the right open, offensive line, and he needs the right receiver. If you, you get him, him that, you get him that, and he will dominate the NFL. If you, if you do this, and I'm sorry, if you would take Trevor Lawrence, Colts, and you have a healthy Trevor Lawrence, a healthy John Taylor, and then on the defense side, if you have a healthy um, Shaquille Leonard, if that defense is 100% healthy, and that offense is 100% healthy, with Trevor Lawrence at the quarterback, I don't know if you would keep Jeff Saturday as the head coach, that team would be dangerous. Indy would be dangerous with Trevor Lawrence if Shaquille Leonard can stay healthy, if Jonathan Taylor can stay healthy, if the offensive line can stay healthy, and if they can figure out the head coach. And the offensive line is like the offensive line is the same offensive line they've had for the last like five years. They just had injury problems this year, and then Jonathan Taylor got hurt. But if you can keep that team healthy, the Colts would be fucking deadly. But Paul, I agree. The Raiders are. God awful. They didn't. They didn't used to be this bad. They're terrible. Dude, that whole fucking team is blown up. But, I but anyway, um, but no. Here's another team that, that that could possibly trade for Trevor Lawrence, and he could dominate. Put him in Pittsburgh. Put him on the 49ers. You put Trevor Lawrence on the 49ers, they win a Super Bowl his first year there. 100% guaranteed. 100% guaranteed if you put Trevor Lawrence on the 49ers. Actually, hey, I'll tell you somewhere else. I'll tell you somewhere else they could put him and he would dominate. Because the quarterback for this team is accident prone and within the next two years, he's going to have to retire. <laughs> no. Miami. Oh, dude, if Tua takes one more fucking hit, that dude's dead. And that's why I and that's why I said their quarterback is accident prone and he will be retired in the next two years. Put Trevor Lawrence on Miami and let Miami run. Problem. Calls and the head coach. That's two problem. It's the play calling and the head coach. Okay, guys. 
the problem with my Amy. Let's, let's get off this because we're gonna fucking everyone's gonna murder us. Let's go. Okay, hang on, hang on. I got one. I got one more thing. I got one more thing. The problem with Miami and Tua is Tua still thinks he's at Alabama, and he ain't got these right, uh, veteran players trying to kill him. All right. Anyway, let's uh. If you guys want to, you want to like discuss the Wrestle Kingdom at all, or no? Yeah, sure. Just a little bit. We don't have to like go into full detail. We can just talk about kind of like the main things that you know came from it. Um, before, okay. Before I and um before we get started on this, okay. I need to give a shout out to sh- uh, to our. It is properly due. I'm gonna shout out to Paul Unfiltered because he let me not only watch the replay on the Discord of Wrestle Kingdom, but that was literally my first show ever of seeing of watching uh, New Japan. Granted, because like I know you have, you're not really a big Kenny Omega fan, so I kind of wanted to touch base, not only you know like what happened at Wrestle Kingdom, but to see like your opinions on Kenny, seeing him as the cleaner and seeing him against you know arguably one of the greatest fucking professional wrestlers right now with Will, and seeing how you thought that match was. All right. So overrated. I, and New Japan, he's not you fuck. New Japan, not really. No, no. Kenny Omega as a whole is overrated. Uh, Skull. The best match of the night was still Jay White's match. I'm, I will still argue that. The best match of the night was still Jay's match. And then the Carl Anderson match was the second. Skull. The what, no, what made it so good, that Kenny Omega match, what made it so good was Will Ospreay. I still feel like he should have won, yeah. I agree. Hands down. Skull. But... Skull. Yes. Paul is asking if you saw the next night, the new beginning show. Uh, that, yeah, that's what I was talking about. I did not. Did um, I don't have chat up, so tell me what he says. I did not see it. Did Jay White win or lose that match? Segway into one of the things that I want that we were going to talk about with the whole Jay White possibly showing up okay. at the Rumble and everything. Paul said, did you see the next the next night new beginning show score said? Yeah, no, he I, said, I didn't get to see it, no. He also said Omega, Osprey, White, and Okada all wrestled the next night, which is Yeah, crazy. they did. Yeah. Because that's the, that was... The I admit, I don't look like the athlete of the day. My head is a little big. My head is just a little big. But brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. The dad trainer in the house. What's going on, DT? Um, Scott, just a, just a little bit that I... I got a notification of something earlier. Right before we went on, and we had talked about a, a little off you know, off air or whatever. But I got a notification that WWE is 
very interested in getting Tomatonga. Well, I mean, if they want, if they're extremely interested in, in Hikaloa, they're going to want all three brothers. Like, I guarantee they're going to want all three brothers to come to the company. And Carl is going to pull just said Tama. It just said Tama. Well, I mean. Doing good, DT. How are you? No. That, but I did. Re I read an article that they want Hikaloa, but I mean, I could see all three of them coming over. I genuinely could, and Carl Anderson will be the reason why they come over, is because Carl is extremely close with those brothers. Because after their after their match at the media scrum, Carl Anderson came up to them, drank a beer with them, and like raised his hand and everything like that, and. Like, they talked for a couple minutes, and then Carl walked away. But, okay, I mean... Okay, and this goes back to the reason I brought that up. This goes back to WWE possibly being sold. Okay. Whoever buys it, whoever buys it, are they going to, are they going to allow that to happen? I, what do you mean? Allow them to sign or allow them to come over here and have like a partnership? Would that, okay, one, would they sign them? Stupid, they're fucking not to. I know, because I know, if, if I know, I know. If they want to leave New Japan, if WWE doesn't sign them, if they go to AEW, AEW's ratings are going to fucking skyrocket having those three. But just, you know, okay, like I said, one, are they going to sign them? Or would they allow a partnership like Triple H is kind of doing with right. New Japan? I don't know. Here's the thing. If, if WWE gets sold, these main guys that are about to be free agents, supposedly, become free agents, and the new ownership of WWE doesn't sign these guys, they are fucking stupid to allow them to go somewhere else. And that's Hikaloa... Destiny, Jay White, and fucking Will Ospreay. If those guys are actually leaving New Japan, like the rumors are saying, whenever their contracts are up and blah, 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 if WWE does not sign them, regardless if it's under current ownership or whoever buys it or whatever, it's the biggest fucking mistake of their lives. Because if those fuckers would go to Impact or they go to AEW, Shit's gonna get real because those guys are fucking amazing wherever they go. So we'll just have to wait and see. Because like like Will Ospreay said in his media scrum afterwards, he said if something doesn't change in 2023, I'm going elsewhere, which could be a hint of him coming to WWE. I don't see why he wouldn't. He wants to be the greatest wrestler in the world, so he's got to come here eventually. You know what I mean? Um, Jay White thing where I believe Jay White is the trade-off because we know we know Carl Anderson going over to New Japan to wrestle and drop the title we know for a fact Triple H is getting a New Japan wrestler in return to come over here and wrestle at least one match and I just for some reason I think it's going to be Jay White I don't know who the fuck else it would be um, Unless it is Hikaloa or Gorillas of Destiny, but I think it's going to be Jay White. I genuinely think it's going to be. Paul said to tell you 
that Jay White challenged Hikaloa to a loser leaves Japan match, but they haven't announced the date yet. Fuck. See, that's the match that, okay, so they didn't have it. That's the one. Yeah, so. Because Cultaholic brought up that match, but they didn't say anything much about it. And so that's how I knew about it, but I didn't know it was those two. So that means their con- one of their contract's about to come up, and one of those fuckers is going to leave and jump ship to WWE. I will put money on it. Either Hikaloa's contract's about to be up, and this is a way to get him out of the company, or Jay White's contract's about to come up. And it's or, like we said earlier, it might just be a kayfabe thing for them to leave long enough, but if they haven't announced it yet, it's not going to be in time for the Rumble, so I'm wondering if Hikaloa's not about to leave New Japan. Didn't you say earlier that you thought that Jay White Sound like a seven, eight-year contract? Well, yeah, no, that's what I was saying earlier. Is Jay White's done shit like this in the past. The last time Jay White's contract was up was... Oh, and oh, well, I all said that White signed until January. January is in this January? This month? Is con- Next 24. year. That's what I... Okay, because I was going to say... He signed a new contract a couple years ago. Um, he hinted, he tried to say that he was leaving New Japan completely and going elsewhere, and then come to find out he signed like a five-year contract or whatever. Um, in New Japan, like I said, he just did it to piss off fans and get fans riled up. And so that's why I said I wasn't sure if this, you know, loser leaves town match was legitimate or just a kayfabe. So I'm wondering if Hikaloa's contract isn't up and they're, this is their way to get Hikaloa out of the company. Because obviously we know Jay White kicked um, the girl of the destiny, and I and he, I don't even think Hikaloa's a bullet club anymore either. I know he was for a bit, but I think he's out too. I, I don't The fucking bullet club's been getting rid of people and bringing people back too much lately. But They're the NWO. It's okay. I'm wondering if Hikaloa's not leaving then. I'm wondering if his contract's not up and this is a way to get him out of the company. Dude, if he comes to fucking WWE and does something with the OC and Judgment Day, oh fuck, man. Paul said yes, he's out of the Bullet Club. Okay. So, Um, a little... Hikaloa does... DT, are you still in here? My question for you guys, because obviously I know you guys don't know a lot about Hikaloa, um, but Paul can jump in with this one. So, is Dad Trainer still in here? New Japan match. Go ahead. Hikaloa is going to probably leave. Hikaloa signs with WWE. Okay. Assume they would put Hikaloa with the OC because he's obviously he's close. AJ, he's close to the Good Brothers, and he's close to Finn. But he obviously doesn't know Rhea. He doesn't know Dom. He doesn't know um, Damien. So, Hikaloa signs with WWE, and they put him in this storyline. I don't even know if it's still going on with the OC and Judgment Day. It is slowly. Okay, so Hikaloa comes in and joins the OC. 
who is going to join Judgment Day? You know what I mean? Judgment Day would need a new member as well. Who would? Who would? Who do you think? Either free agent or um, WWE. It could be someone from NXT. It could be. You know what I mean? It could be someone from main roster. Who do you think they would pull into Judgment Day as Hikaloa would join the OC? Okay, who is that? Uh, I don't remember what his name is in NXT. The one that's kind of got that little faction now. I don't watch uh, NXT, so I have no idea. It's the it's the one that the Rock's daughter just recently joined. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're gonna break anyone up from that faction right now, though. I mean, you never know. I mean, cause, I mean, right? But I holy don't... crap, Sean. Shawn Michaels and Triple H can come up with something. They could, unless unless he's part of thing. Judgment Day pulling Vincent in. Vincent would be a perfect would fit Judgment Day perfectly. But obviously, a lot of people think Vincent's part of this whole Wyatt fact. You know, this Wyatt faction shit. But Vincent, I think, would work perfectly for Judgment Day to counteract Hikaloa. Um. I can't really think of anybody else, really, that would... Because Hikolo is one big motherfucker. Um, unless they bring... Almost... Unless they brought him in and put him in Judgment Day. God, don't do it, please. Um, Hikolo, is this that guy that you were saying was like six eight? Uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, that's their... That's... Um, Actual brother, like his actual blood brother, not. Um, but are you? Yeah, are you, um, that's the one that you. Yeah, that's the one that's eight. like fucking six eight, six nine, and like pushing like two eighty. He's a big son bitch. Um, skull, 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 skull. Just a little side note: you and uh, like you are like in and out. Just a, just a. I want to give you that a little bit of heads up. It might be the push to talk the fucking up, so that's my bad. It might be. I'm just letting you know. Just letting you know. Uh, Paul hey, says Tama put... Tonga, Tama Leo, uh, Tama Leo, and Hukaloa. I guess. Oh, probably the uh, the cousins and blood brothers, right? I'm guessing that's what he meant. Um, can we, actually, no, we're going to save that for a little bit later episode. Actually, no, no, we'll do it now. Go ahead, crazy. Go ahead, crazy. What you got? So, I want to switch gears a little bit. I mean, we, uh, we talked, uh, still going to keep it wrestling for now. Um. I want to try something with... Now that we got Skull here. Okay. I want to try something that JMO, you and I have already tried. You Wait. just made the list! I'm just kidding. I always make the list. My wife's list. You know? <laughs> so, Skull, if you can hear me. Skull, are you there? Uh, yeah, what's up? Alright. Skull, we're going to try something a little bit new. Kind of go... Keep it wrestling related. 
But, so, you know that list that you gave us a while ago of, of uh, original names that you thought of for the podcast? Yeah. We're kind of using some of them as segments in the show. Kind of get uh, uh, kind of get our uh, our own feedback. JMO and I already kind of did them for testing waters, but now that we got the all three of us, I want to try them. Uh, I want to try them again. And JMO, if you repeat your list, that's absolutely fine. I'll try. No, and, and that's fine. And, and that's fine. If you repeat it, you repeat it. If you don't, you don't. So. Top five skull, and we and, and JMO, I'll, I'll leave it up to you if you want to if we want to start with skull. But top five ever, okay. We're gonna start hot. Top five in wrestling, period. Who and who in your mind has the top five super kicks? As a finisher, not trans. Okay, wait a minute. Yeah, not, not transitional finish. move. As a literal, as, as a fin, and like they hit the super kick, and it's covered one, two, three. No, no. What I said was who could who could use it as a finisher and not a super kick or not a transition. Okay. Okay. Appreciate the clarification. So, uh, Jamo, you want to start, or uh, should we have Skull start? I'm gonna. I want to hear Skull. You're gonna have to give me a fucking minute on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does it have to be a specific type of super kick, or can it like be in like? Does it matter? No, it's like uh, just a super kick. A super kick that is a, uh, that is a finisher. I think the way JMO waited, uh, worded it a couple weeks ago is that can go toe to toe with sweet chin music. Okay, so can I can I have Shawn Michaels in the list then or no? Yes. Yes, you can. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> okay, Shawn Michaels. I'm not gonna give you the exact order. I'm just gonna fucking. I'm just gonna have to get. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna. That's try fine. To put him in a. In a I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, but 
Adam Cole's though. Adam Cole's is fucking lethal. He's won plenty of. He won a shit ton of matches in NXT with it. Okay. And I mean, I'm, how many matches has Diesel won with it too, though? Too. So I'll, at least those two can. Okay, then. Michaels, Ziggler, Cole. I'd put Gargano up there. Okay. He's won a lot of matches in NXT with it, too. Mm-hmm. He has. Fuck. <laughs> um. Oh, God. I don't know if I would consider his a super kick, because his, his is always fucking weird. I was gonna say Rusev or. Oh my or God! Holy but shit! Was, hold up! Hold up! His was fucking. He didn't do it a lot, but when he did, it, it was always for a pin. But it was fucking weird. That was that was one of my five. Okay. Okay. Well then, fuck. Anything I could potentially switch Johnny Gargano out for Seth Rollins. Okay. But I feel like Gargano's is more believable than Rollins because Rollins, he didn't really, he doesn't really do the super kick that much. What do you mean? uh, Oh, you mean, uh, you mean no sell Rollins? So, yeah, (laughs) that would be my five then. Would be obviously HBK and then Cole. um, Ziggler. Ziggler, Gargano, and Rusev would be, would have to be my five. That's a legit five. That's a legit five. Okay. I threw out Rusev a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I and I what I actually said, I said my last pick is gonna come out of left field. And the way he does it, I he's won matches with it, and nobody would think about it like this. Yeah, and exactly. I, and I said Rusev. It's so weird how he how he does it. That's why I was like, I'm not sure if this is gonna count or not. <laughs> no, it counts. It counts. But as soon as I said Rusev, everybody was like, "Oh my God, you're right." Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't do it in the traditional, like you know, like he doesn't do it in the traditional stance, like everyone. It's like he fucking does like a. He runs and he kicks from the side. Yeah. yeah, he does like a he. He does he, the he ah. Like, <laughs> one foot down, almost like jump kicks, almost like it's yeah. huge. And so that's why I wasn't. That's why I wasn't sure if it would technically count because he doesn't do it the natural way like everyone else does. Yes. So I wasn't sure if you guys were going to consider it like an actual super kick or not because he yeah, it's a very it yeah, it's a variation of a that's super why kick. I went with it. Yep. Yep. I went with it because it was so different. And the way he delivers it looks like it can work as a finishing move. Half the time it was. When he uh, won. Like honorable mention yeah. one. Um, he didn't do it a lot. But when he did it, he did win matches with it. And it did look good. Um, Del Rio. His weren't bad that bastard he he did use it from time to time and did win matches with it it's just and it looked damn good it's just he didn't use it very often okay i'll actually 
just made two comments, and I'm going to read them off to you. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. The only thing they have to say about Tama Tonga is he's very loyal to New Japan, and he loves it in Japan. His contract is up in a few weeks, so WWE will make a play for him, but not sure he'll leave unless the deal is in his favor. Yeah, I don't see. I don't if think New Japan are going to lose. If New Japan Pro Wrestling puts in a good offer, I see him staying put. Then he also said, on a side note, AEW didn't buy off CM Punk's contracts like contract like previously reported. They're just paying. They're just paying him to stay away. Rumor has it he's going to return to AEW and team up with FTR. And challenge for the trios titles if the yep. Omega win it. Yep, I've been I've been reading a lot of shit about that. He punked back in the gym, and um, it was um, I think it's Dax that's been um, playing like devil's advocate behind the stage, and he pretty much told Tony Khan the locker room and CM Punk, and by locker room primarily Omega and the Bucks and Tony Khan, shut the fuck up. Work something the fuck out, be adults, and bring him back into the fucking company. I think that is pretty much what Dax said. I think it was Dax that said it. Um, and I mean, if Punk will just come in and do his fucking job, whatever. Like, uh, and yeah, the whole thing with Destiny, I do not. Guys, I'll be right anyone, back. Yeah, man, go ahead. Currently, if anyone currently in New Japan jumps ship, and, and this is, like, I'm talking about, like, when contracts are up next year, too, not current contracts that are immediately up, like, this month and shit. I can see Hikaloa leaving. I can. The Gorillas of Destiny aren't fucking going anywhere. Like, I, I, season, I don't give a shit how much money WWE offers them. They are very, very, very loyal to New Japan. I don't see them ever leaving New Japan. I can see them maybe doing shit... Because we AEW has a working contract with them again. They have to because Kenny Omega won the fucking U.S. title. So they've got to have some sort of working contract with AEW or whatever. So I could see the Gorillas of Destiny maybe coming back to the States and, you know, doing something with AEW or once Ring of Honor gets back up, coming in and doing something with Ring of Honor or doing something with Impact again. But I do not see them ever leaving New Japan. I could see Hikaloa leaving. He's not as loyal to New Japan as what his brothers are, so I could see Hikaloa leaving. I could see Jay White leaving, and I can see Will Ospreay leaving. And the only reason I see Jay White and Ospreay leaving is those two want to be the greatest professional wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. So they know at some point they are going to have to step foot in WWE. They have to. Otherwise, they're not going to be considered the greatest professional wrestler. That's why they went to M That's why Jay White did that stint in Impact. If he knew he had to go, you know what I mean? That's why he went to AEW. That's why he went to Impact. If he knew he had to at some point. So, I can see Jay White. I think Jay White's going to show up at the Rumble. That's why I said when Carl Anderson took that title... I knew he wasn't going to win the match. I knew he was going to be dropping the title. I knew it. Um, I also know, like we were talking, you know, I knew 
Triple H is going to want someone in return, and I know for a fact it's going to be Jay White. It's got to be. Like, it would be the smartest fucking decision for WWE, unless it's Hikaloa, but I think it's going to be Jay White. I think Jay White's going to show up at the Rumble as one of the Forbidden Door people. I could be wrong, but I think... I don't think the Gorillas of Destiny are going anywhere. They're going to stay in New Japan. Hikaloa might leave. I could see him... Because, again, he's not as loyal as his brothers are. And that's nothing against him. I just think he's going to go where the money's at. And I think w- and WWE wants him. Osprey, just how that media scrum went and how he was, like, crying real tears and how he was genuinely heartbroken. And you could tell it wasn't fake. Like, you could tell it was legitimate. I think he's going to leave the company uh, when his contract's up next year. And Jay White, no one knows what that motherfucker is going to do. No one. Like, he's done it before. Obviously, when he signed this new contract with New Japan, I could see him staying. I could see him leaving. I don't know what the fuck Jay White's going to do. He's going to he's gonna play all sides to make as much money as he humanly possibly can. That's what he's going to do. Because WWE does want him. They are interested in him. So when his contract's up next year, he's going to play all sides. Like, MJF. Don't tell me when MJF's contract's not up, he's not going to play fucking WWE and AEW against each other. You know damn well MJF is going to fucking play those companies against each other to make as much money as he possibly can, and he deserves every fucking penny. And that goes back to what we have talked about the whole time. It's all going to depend on who buys the company. Yeah, it's all going to be who buys it and when it go, when they sell it. Because we don't know when the company's going to sell. It could sell tomorrow. It could sell in four years. We're not sure. Well, so, I, did see, I did see something that said that it could take three to six months. It's really just gonna, yeah, it's really going to depend on when the company sells and when these contracts for these guys are up and who buys it and who's going to want them. And like I'm telling you, and Paul will probably agree with me, like he said, and I agree, like, I, the girls of Destiny aren't going anywhere, but if Jay White, and if guys like Jay White, guys like Will Ospreay, guys like MJF are willing to leave AEW and New Japan, you know what I mean? If there is a chance that they would leave for certain amounts of money, WWE, whoever is owning it by the time those contracts are up, whoever buys and is running... WWE at the time that those fuckers' contracts are up in New Japan and AEW, if they don't try and make a run for their fucking money and sign those fuckers, it's the biggest mistake they've ever made because they're some of the hottest. They are. Will Ospreay, MJF, and JY are the three hottest professional wrestlers right now. Even a fuck Roman, fuck Kenny Omega, fuck those guys. Those three are the top three fucking professional wrestlers in the world right now, and I will argue that till I'm fucking blue in the face. Okay, now, let me say this. We 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 hit on it a little bit earlier. If there was a possibility of former wrestlers possibly getting together, pulling money, whatever, trying to buy the company, If they possibly did that, that might be the best bet, especially for all these guys' contracts coming up 
just basically to expire. Yep. I will say this. We were talking about, um, when we were talking earlier about professional wrestlers joining together and buying the company, um, and obviously we brought up Rock. We brought, you know, him bringing in, like, you know, Undertaker or, like, Foley. I said, I said bring in Flair. Never mind. The more I think about that one, because I just sat here and thought about that when you said contract and shit, Flair coming in, I think, is a mistake because you know for a fucking fact if they would, if you know, if some, if wrestler, if a, if a group of wrestlers got together to buy WWE, Flair being one of them is a mistake because of Charlotte and Andrade. I feel like he would try to push Charlotte to the moon and never take the title off of her, and with with you know Andrade being fucking married to her, if they brought him back. He's going to yeah. want Andrade to fucking, you know, be pushed to the moon and to have, you know, probably... He, there's, he's not going to want a mid-card title on him. He's probably going to want him to have, the, but, you know, one of the main titles. I agree wholeheartedly. So I feel like Ric Flair would be a major problem if he would be one of the guys that, you know, if, if we got a group of wrestlers to buy it, I think Flair would be a major mistake. I think he would be red flag city. Now, I'm going to go back and say Cena needs to possibly jump in. Dude, if Rock and Cena, and I feel like we don't know how much it's going to sell for, and I don't know how much money Rock has and what Cena's got, and obviously Rock with his ex-wife and having that, you know, seven bucks production or whatever. But, man, I feel like if Rock and Cena could buy it together, holy fuck. Um. Because, like, and... And Taker, too. They're three of the smartest minds in the business. Like, yeah. holy yeah. fuck. Um, guys, there uh, there was something I meant to bring up that I just thought of now. Sorry. Kind of, I think, uh, uh, no offense, but I think we talked enough about <laughs> WWE getting bought. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well we, uh, uh, like you said, uh, like you said in the beginning, we uh, well, we I mean, we yeah, took the entire podcast to, to talk about it. It's not that we're meaning to do it, but I mean, it's every time, like you know, it's it's that unfortunate hypothetical because, like, if we're talking about something happening, it's just like, well, would it still happen? You know what I mean? Like the whole Bray Wyatt thing. Like, and I can't have, and I'm sorry for bringing that up so much. But, well, but I mean, it, it makes sense because, like, when we were talking about the whole Bray Wyatt thing, well, would the storyline still go if the company's bought? Or, like, these guys that are being free agents, if the company's bought, are they still going to want to sign them? So it's the unfortunate thing where it's kind of attached to it, unfortunately, for this episode. Yeah, I know, but there's something that we haven't even touched on regardless of the company being bought. So... I want to bring this up because I and I want to get your guys' thoughts on it and the chats. So it was advertised this past Friday. Okay? So let me back up. Let me back up. Last year, about mm, October, I think-ish. Yeah, it was around October, right? And it was and it was um, it brought to the and it was um, 
brought to the media that in 2023, WWE is getting rid of gimmick pay-per-views. Okay? Yeah. Now, fast forward to this past Friday. Maybe, hopefully it's a one-off thing, but it was advertised this, this past Friday that money in the bank is going to be held May 4th in London. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? London... I was almost going to say London gets his, uh, gets their first pay-per-view, but not necessarily their first pay-per-view, but, like, the first in a while. I mean, I'm okay with it because I know they're still debating. On, they still haven't decided yet if they're going to keep um, Money in the Bank its own pay-per-view or put it back on WrestleMania. I know they're still debating that. So maybe this is a test. To see, you know what I mean, and see how well it does over there, and maybe because they talked about, isn't Battleground supposed to be a permanent pay per view now? No idea. Which is a UK, which is the other UK. So maybe, and this is just, I'm guessing, maybe they're gonna see how well the Money in the Bank pay per view does over there, and maybe make that a, maybe keep it its own pay per view, and just put it in the UK every year or something like that. I don't know. I don't think it- I don't think it's going to matter where it's being held at. I think they just need they need to get rid of it altogether. They need it to get rid of the get. Uh, they need to get rid of the money. I agree. It needs to be done at WrestleMania where it starts. Here's what I uh, okay. I, I I completely agree, and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna bounce off of that because um. Here's what I and here's what I'm hoping. If this is true, Skull, that they're still debating on whether or not they're gonna keep it in its own pay per view or whatever, right? Let them debate it, but for God's sakes, let it be decided before that paper that and Money in the Bank 2023 yep. comes this year. Hold on, hold on. Let it be decided. Let it be held in England, right? Or in London. Well, London, England, right? And let that yep. show... Cut you off. I will be right back, guys. Okay. I'll just continue. Let it be... What I'm going to say is let, let, it be, uh, let it be decided that they're... Here's me fantasy booking. Let it be decided that, yes, they are going to get rid of the pay-per-view, right? But, here's the way I'm looking at it. Let it de- uh, uh, So, let it be decided that they're going to get rid of the pay-per-view. But, if you really think about it, because it's gone on record that UK is a hot crowd for WWE, Right? Like, they have said for years that UK deserves their own WrestleMania. Cena has, Cena has said it in promo, and he's said it on, like, 
on mic when Raw wasn't off the air or went off the air and stuff like that, right? So in my opinion, if if they're going to get rid of the gimmick pay-per-view, get rid of the money in the bank pay-per-view and hopefully by WrestleMania 40 next year that it's back and uh, money in the bank is back on Mania. But what better place realistically, what better place for a send-off of the last um, of the last Money in the Bank pay-per-view than London, England. You know what I mean? Which, what the and you you said that this has been a long time coming for London or whatever. I think so because I don't remember the last pay-per-view that they had in London. Maybe a ta- uh, maybe an NXT takeover, but not. I, I don't know if a major WWE. One, the biggest one that they had, and I mentioned to Skull a while ago that he needed to watch, was the SummerSlam '92. Oh right, okay, okay. So that was pr- what that was, to my recogle- uh, recollection, that could be the last time they were in London for a pay per view. Right. I mean, well, we don't, uh, we might have to look that up. Well, I mean, that was the biggest one that they have had. And that was, yeah, that was SummerSlam, right? Yeah, that's that's been thirty years ago, thirty right. and a half years ago. Yeah. So, and it's one of the big four. And I think for some reason, I think for some reason nowadays, like over the last, I want to say. We'll just say like five years or something. I think WWE is trying to inc- or was hopefully again. Hopefully they get rid of it. But there is the big four, and I think WWE was trying to implement Money in the Bank to make it the big five. I think they were trying to push Money in the Bank as such a big pay per view that they wanted to. And, and I don't. In my opinion, it can't compare. It can't. Regardless what they do. But I think WWE was trying to make a, like trying to create the big five and including Money in the Bank in that lineup of Royal Rumble, Mania, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam or SummerSlam and Survivor Series, whatever. I'm just going on on record right now. I hope in 2024, Money in the Bank pay-per-view is gone. I don't... And regardless of how good the show is this year, even if it's a... I mean, especially if it's a flop, then what better way to fix it than just get rid of it? You know what I mean? And bring it back to WrestleMania. Put the Money in the Bank at WrestleMania... You could have, because I know, and I know, earlier last year or late last year, there were even talks about even bringing it back to Mania, and the men's Money in the Bank was going to be on night one, and the women's was going to be on night two, or vice versa. And that's okay, right? But I, I honestly believe that Money in the Bank needs to go back to WrestleMania. 
mm-hmm. so that they can have that whole year yep. to plan story. You yep. know, that it goes back to the long term storytelling. Absolutely. Instead of this month to month, month to month, and just okay, let's just have this match here. We'll have this match here, and then two months, two months away. Okay, they're done. They're fighting against somebody else. Uh huh. That's that. The thing about it is, it. Hey, hurt me. What up, hurt me? The thing about it is. I understand why they keep doing the short-term storytelling. Today's generation uh-huh. has about let me, let, me, let me see how to put this. Today's generation has the mind or the the attention span of an ant. Yep. Yep. It's terrible. So, you know, back I look at Stone Cold and The Rock. What up, Bright Wolf? You Welcome know, in, they man. had they had such Yeah, the Rock kinda had his little storyline going over here novel or you know, with somebody. Austin had a little storyline going over here with somebody. But eventually they met up. Uh-huh. They had great matches and then, you know, you know, they kinda split a little bit. But then they go right back together and mm-hmm. have another match. Yep. That is long-term storytelling. It needs to get that way again, but people do not care. They want this and this and this and this and this mm-hmm. immediately. Yep. Which is why if if and when, which we all know, Cody's coming back at the Rumble. If he don't, it's going to be the biggest surprise that I've ever seen. True. But when he does, you know, it's going to be, woohoo, yeah, he's back, but everybody's already going to know him. I know, and that's what uh, that's what I'm not liking. Honestly, yeah, God. Me, me either. But, but my thing is, he had those three matches with Seth. Yep. Doesn't need another one. Wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on. He had those three matches with Seth. Yeah, he needs to come back, go after a title, you know, whether it be against Roman or whoever it might be. You know, I don't really care who, mm-hmm. but he needs to go for a title. Defend that title a couple of times and then 
Seth Rollins somehow gets itself in the title picture. They have another match. I don't care who wins that match. I really don't. No. Because both of because both of them can lead the company wherever it needs to go. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Okay, just say Seth wins it from Cody. Okay. Just to, you know, just to say, hey, you know, I finally beat you. Yep. Well, Seth can go on for a little bit. Cody can kind of be chasing. But never get that, never get that, that, that next match with Seth. Okay. But then you figure, okay, okay, let, okay. Just say Cody wins it, he'll keep it till SummerSlam. Okay. Seems pretty logical. Seth and Cody will face each other at SummerSlam. Seth will win. Seth will continue on, and Cody will chase that title, never get the chance to get it until the end of December. He will finally get a number one contenders match, win that, and face Seth Rollins at next year's Royal Rumble. Okay. Okay. And then Cody will hold it until next year's WrestleMania. And then somebody new will step up and possibly win it from Cody. So you still get that long-term storytelling mm-hmm. that Seth and Cody have had these three matches already. They have another one. Seth wins. Woohoo! I finally beat you. And then you got Cody coming up out of nowhere. Beat Seth, beat Seth again. He got the title. And then you bring up somebody new and see where they go. The There's pro- that long-term storytelling right there. The, and, and I love it. I love it, but here's the other problem, too, that Cody has gone on record in interviews that he said he's done with Seth. He doesn't need another match. He doesn't want another match with Seth. And what that's doing... Hang on, hang on, wait a minute. And what that's doing... is that is bringing up a way for Seth Rollins to figure out some way to wiggle his way in to get another match. And that is probably just because, you know, Cody's like, look, I done beat you this many times. I don't need to beat you no more. And then Seth is going to be like, okay, well, I've got to get a win somehow. So he's going to, he's going to figure out a way to get in there and have another match. But Cody's just saying that just to get in Seth's head. Well, and we've got another issue, too, with all this as well that I was just thinking about sitting here listening to that because I didn't want to interrupt you guys. We got another we'll see you tomorrow, Kobo. With this whole Cody situation. What's up? 
There are major talks, and it, it, it depends on if Cody would want to do it, but I know for a fucking fact they're going to want to put them in a storyline with Cody. I, I know it. There's major talks that the Bucks are jumping ship to WWE because their contracts are up soon. Tony Khan has tried to reach contract negotiations with them, and they keep shutting the negotiations down. The Bucks need to stay away from WWE. They are not discussing contract, new contracts with Tony Khan at all. They keep refusing, and there's been rumors about them jumping ship the second their contracts are up when Cody jumps. So, see, that's one of my main fears for Cody's storyline and Cody's situation. If they do jump and they come to WWE, are they going to fucking throw Cody into a storyline with those two? Because the only storyline you can fucking do is to put him against the bloodline. I have a feeling. And I don't want to see that. I don't want to put them with Cody. I want Cody to do his own thing. That's why he came to WWE. He came to I, WWE to do his own thing and to win the title that his dad never held. So let him I have yeah, I have the feeling if the Bucks come to WWE, Cody is going to go to whoever is in head of creative. You put the fuckers in NXT and don't allow them on the main roster. Put them no, in NXT. No, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I have a feeling that Cody's going to go to whoever is head of creative at the time and tell them, I left AEW for a reason. Keep them as far away from me as possible. I don't want nothing to do with, hang on. He didn't leave W. He didn't hang leave on. because of them, though. He, he didn't leave because I know, of his backstage. But I know, I know, but hang on. He does not want anything to do with them as far as, far as a storyline because he left for a reason. I'm so, like, if they do come to WWE, I am okay with them doing a storyline with Cody eventually. But right now, leave it the fuck alone. And in all honesty, that's what I was saying. In my opinion. Put those fuckers in NXT for a bit to begin with and humble them. They need to have their asses fucking humbled quick. But the thing about Don't it is, they have already NXT. been in the WWE. They've done a horrible job. Look at the horrible job they did in, in TNA when they were Generation B. They were dog shit there, too. And that's what I'm saying. Look how bad they done until they got to, to New Japan and AEW, they were god all Japan and got put in Bullet Club. They weren't good, and now they're. And I mean, obviously, in my opinion, they're not the only. they're being fucking carried by Death Triangle right now. But I just, if they go to WWE, just keep them away from fucking Cody. Keep them away from Finn. Keep them away from the fucking Bullet Club. Period. Okay, listen, listen to this. Paul said, put them in matches with the Usos. But neither team can do super kicks. <laughs> oh god, god, that would be the most boring fucking match of all time. That's all those fucking two. Those that's all those tag teams know how to do. And that is why I said earlier. Like my when god. you mentioned, hang on. That is what I said earlier. Whatever you mentioned about the young bucks doing the super kicks, and I said no, the super kicks that they do and the Usos do are just they're they're nothing. 
Kenny coming over too, and we just have a fucking super kick party fucking match. What is it? Just <laughs> what is it? A circle kick instead of a circle jerk? I mean, oh Jesus Christ! All right, guys. Um, I love this, but we're on for two hours already. Well, one one more topic I want to hit on before we if we're getting ready to end it. Um. Okay, we'll do your topic, and then I want to end. I want to end on a special question. Okay, right. um, because this is something that I brought up in the Discord. Um, I think I brought up in the Discord. I don't remember now, but uh, yeah, I did. I think I put it in the WWE thing, and I was wanting to get your guys' opinions on this. So, um, I'll get it all out, and then I'll have you guys answer. So, obviously, we know Pat had to leave SmackDown because he had everything in college football. So, and they. Around the same time as that is when they, you know, put everyone at like a two, where they took all everyone and put them a two man. So they brought Wade Barrett up to SmackDown to replace Pat while Pat was gone, and then they put Booker T on NXT, and then oh, the Wolf, you missed half the conversation, bro. Sorry, go ahead. Was when Pat came back. Pat was going to go back to SmackDown, Wade Barrett was going to go back to NXT, and Booker T was going to go back to doing, like, the, um, like, pre-shows and shit and everything that he was doing before. Well, rumor has it, Booker T is the permanent announcer in NXT now. Wade Barrett is not going back to NXT anytime soon unless they're making it a three-man. They literally, they have, they have stated... Booker T is replacing Wade Barrett permanently. So, what does this mean? Is Are they going back to a three-man, either on NXT or SmackDown or on all three brands? Or is, or is that, like, hinting at Wade Barrett possibly making an in-ring return? Or is Wade Barrett going to be going to the pre-shows? Or is Pat just not coming back at all? Because I was under the understanding that Pat was coming back after college game day ended. But I didn't know that his contract was... Co- I thought it was his college game day only. His contract is for, obviously, all the bowl games because him and Connor and all the guys, you know, at Pat McAfee's studio were on one of the college bowl games like last week and got to call it. And he m- might be at the bowl game as well. I don't know. I appreciate uh, we appreciate that Paul. Coming back. You know what I mean? I don't know when Pat comes back now. Or is Pat coming back? Now he said that he's made a bunch of big moves recently that's going to be changing his that's going to be changing the company a lot. So is he done with WWE? Is he not coming back? Or what the hell is going on? Because if Booker is now permanent at NXT, where's Wade going and where's Pat going? Okay, the I have heard isn't coming anymore. And this has been going on for about a year or so now. I have actually heard that uh oh what is his Corey. Corey Graves. That they, they have cleared him to wrestle again. I yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. I knew that he. I knew he. I knew that he was trying. Him that he was oh. trying to get cleared to wrestle again. So, are you trying to say Corey's going to start wrestling, and they're going to bump Wade over to Raw, and then put Pat back on SmackDown? 
That would be the best. Exactly. That's what I would go with, and that would be the best thing because Pat McAfee and Michael Cole are the best awesome chemistry together. The best commentators in wrestling history. I don't fucking care. Fuck King and Jr. Fuck everyone else. Those two are the best. I'm sorry. But, but like, now, it only got good after Vince left and Triple H gave Michael Cole more cre- more control right. over his commentary character. But when that happened, dude, they became just elite commentators mm-hmm. but okay. those two need to be together that's all my other yeah. my other thought too was um who was the other guy on raw with Corey graves uh kevin patrick right now oh wait was there was the one there was the other guy and he didn't he couldn't hawk it so they fired him and they put this guy there so yeah jimmy uh jimmy something the other possibility, because see, I wasn't seeing it that way. I was seeing it as they were going to get rid of the dude that's there now and make the raw commentators Corey Graves and Wade Barrett when Pat came back. Or, but, and I'm okay with I'm okay with that or with yours because I would love to see Corey wrestle again for sure. But it's just, I mean, I, I don't know what they're doing. I would also love to see, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Corey and Pat together because those two are really good friends, and their chemistry isn't bad either. Like, those okay. two would be fucking hilarious together, too. Okay, let me, okay, how about this? Which, I mean, it is possible for this to happen, too. What if Corey started wrestling again? They call Wade up to Raw. Okay. And then within a month, month and a half, maybe, Wade announces that he has been cleared to start competing again. Hold on. JMO. JMO. With that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, Lord. But no, what if Wade announces, look, hey, you know, I have been cleared to compete again. And then he gets in for, like, a match at WrestleMania or something. Just like a one-off thing or something, yeah. No, not a one-off. He just, he just, he, he gets his match at WrestleMania. Against Corey Graves, against whoever, oh, don't okay. really matter. Yeah, I, I, don't, like, I, I just thought, I, I just thought on. I'd bring that up because I just, it's, it's, we're at one of those situations where I don't know what the hell is going to happen here, and I just kind of wanted your guys' opinion yeah. on it. So, well, hang on, but yeah, we're not done yet. Yes, but you got Corey. He announces he he can start competing again. He starts wrestling. Wade Barrett announces he can. Well, you. You take Byron Saxton from the back and put put him back out there to commentate. Please no. Hang Find on. someone better for the love of Christ. <laughs> Let him finish I his would, thought I first. Just bring King back if you're going to put him out there. 
Okay, hang on. Look, I would rather I would rather Byron Sykes than Corey Graves. I'm not a fan of Corey Graves. I would rather Jerry the King Lawler than fucking Byron Sykes. Okay, okay, I will agree with that. But I'm just I'm just throwing people out that's already there without having to bring people back. Fair enough. Put Byron Saxton back out there on Monday. But bring Jim Cornette back for that. Let him finish his thought, damn it. <laughs> no, no. With all the crap that's gone on with Jim Cornette over the past few years, WWE will never bring him back. But put Paul Heyman back on commentary, for Christ's sake. From what I understand, he's supposed to be retiring soon. But anyway. But anyway. Okay. Corey says he is allowed to wrestle again. So he's off the commentary desk. They move Wade up to Monday. And they put Pat back on Friday. Okay. Well, then Wade says, hey. I have been cleared, and then he has a match at WrestleMania. You bring Byron Saxton to Monday, you've got all three shows covered, but you still have Friday as the best commentary team. And then they start doing pretty much all of the pay-per-views, and I'm okay with that. I'd be okay with that. Here's my th- uh, here's my thought. So Skull, you asked uh, you asked what the hell is gonna happen now. So Booker T, first of all, before I get on this, all due respect to the man. Really, really, but Booker T as a whole just shouldn't be on commentary. I just want to I just want to preface that but he's permanently on NXT I don't watch NXT so I guess it's oh, okay do you not like do you not like his shucky ducky quack quack bullshit I hate that fucking shit oh I God, only like so it I only like it on the on, on the pre-shows or the kickoff but shit I barely watch the kickoffs anymore cause all it is is just building up the show which is fine that's what uh, what it's supposed to do Anyway. And sometimes they have a match. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Booker T aside, Wayne Barrett, Corey Graves, my question, my bigger question is, yes, Corey Graves has supposedly been cleared and has medically cleared to compete again. The bigger question is, does he want to? Because I listen to after uh, not religiously, but I I follow it on Spotify. I wa- and I listen to After the Bell podcast with Corey Graves. Okay, and he interviews, um, you know, uh, who's basically who's ever hot that week, right? So, but he has gone on record. That he never, by the way, he has never, as as far as I know, Corey Graves has never 
said publicly that he wants to get back in the ring. Because my guess, uh, my guess is getting medically cleared and getting medically cleared and training are two different things. You know what I mean? Like, if he's getting medically cleared, maybe, and uh, for all we know, this could mean, yeah, I'm medically cleared. I just had my, uh, I just had my routine checkup, whatever, and they told me if you wanted to get back in the ring, you are medically cleared. You know what I mean? So th I think the bigger question is, does Corey Graves want to get back in the ring? I would say yes, he does. And only because look what happened during one of the segments toward the 24-7 title. He actually got up and got involved in that. Yeah, he did. He did. And I that probably, in my opinion, I remember that segment. I do remember that segment because he won it on, uh, off of Byron Saxton. And those but two, by done, the way, I hate that. Hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm going to go on record and I don't like, I, and not as a person, but I don't, I don't like Byron Saxton on commentary. But for whatever reason, the chemistry that, uh, that Corey Graves and Byron Saxton bring on the commentary table is actually good. I will say that. I don't want I wouldn't say it's gold or it's money, but I think and I think they're kind of, and I think they're kind of good together because Byron is always that and always the commentator regardless of who's on the table. Byron is always the person that is always picked on. And I get and for what I understand is I I I he he doesn't mind it that's just his character but as a whole i don't like byron saxon on commentary i don't um anyway so if Corey graves is medically cleared i didn't watch i didn't fully watch nxt when Corey graves was an active active talent i do know that his and his career ended because he was concussion prone and that day like it's been documented it's on on wwe network or whatever or peacock network i, I can't i'm sorry i can't even call it the wwe network anymore because in my opinion the content is nowhere near what it used to be anyway um but like Corey graves story like the and uh, like within a day or two or if not the same day that he announces his retirement triple h comes up to him and literally offers him a a job on the commentary team and that's what created his commentary character to this day now Corey Graves, if Corey Graves is medically cleared, 
I'd like, I'm not gonna lie, I would like to see what he can do. I know, I know on NXT he was, he was a submission specialist, I think. Um, I don't know if he's like a master or whatever, but he was, and he was, his finish was a submission hold. Um, now, as far as Pat goes, I, I do agree. Pat, whether we love him or hate him, I personally love him. I think, uh, like, at first, at first I didn't like him, but on, on commentary, he is literally the life and soul of SmackDown. Especially with Michael Cole. So, Pat comes back. Pat comes back to SmackDown. Graves. I, I, I guess I'll just, I'll, I'll agree with you guys. Um, Pat comes back to SmackDown. Maybe move. Ooh. Maybe move. I would maybe get rid of Kevin Patrick and possibly and possibly put Wade there and have Corey Graves and Wade Barrett on Raw and then from there if Corey Graves and or Barrett decide to come back to the ring you know, I guess cross that bridge when it comes, but obviously they won't do it at the same exact time. But I don't know. I, I personally, personally, I would love, I would absolutely love Barrett to come back to the ring and j just have one more run. Maybe putting over, uh, help putting over the younger talent. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe as far as one more run with the IC title. Not a major champion. Just one more run with the, uh, with the IC title and, well, probably the IC title. Because I don't, I don't think, he, was he ever US champion? I don't think he was. Anyway, I don't know. I would love to, and I would personally love to see... Wade Barrett. I would if I had to choose between Wade Barrett and Corey Graves. I think my first pick is Wade Barrett. On who I would like to see to come back to the ring because I want to see and I loved the, <laughs> I loved the move on the video games, and I want the move back. I loved that bull hammer. I don't know why, but that's just my opinion. As long as he don't use wasteland, I don't care. Right. And, and well, even if uh, yeah, I don't maybe not as a finish, but like, what if he? Because there were times, there were times he made it, even though it's not. But there were times that he made the wasteland move look uh, look a little bit more devastating. My issue with Wade Barrett trying to use that wasteland move. He's not big enough to make it look legit. Well, and the other thing, uh, yeah, I, I agree. And the other thing I would say about the move is when I first, I will fully admit, when I first saw that move, and granted, the first time we ever saw it, 
was what that reality, and I don't even remember, was that season one of NXT? When it was yes. like the reality show or whatever? Like, that was the first time anybody had eyes on that Wasteland move. And my honest to God opinion, when I first saw it on TV, when he did that, as soon as he got him up on his shoulders, and I'm like, oh God, are you serious? Here comes, like, a variation of the FU or attitude adjustment or F5 or something. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, he, and all he does was just go, uh, you know, put their arm and leg out and just eh, heave them down. As soon as I saw that move, I'm like, oh, my God. They actually don't have a finish for him. <laughs> that was my honest-to-God opinion. I'm like, they don't have a move for him. So they're just like, I don't know, make it up or something. That was my honest to God opinion of what I saw uh, when I first saw the wasteland. I'm like, what the hell? And then when he came back, when Barrett came back from like that shoulder injury and, he, and like those vignettes of him being just an absolute brawler. And that's when we got the ball hammer. Like that was the best. Uh, ooh. I will, and I will say this till the end, that was the best variation of Wade Barrett. That was the best character, uh, character variant of Wade Barrett. Of the brawler. Not necessarily, it was just before, it was just before, like, Bad News Barrett, or whatever. I don't understand. I don't understand how anybody liked that character. Bad News Barrett? Yeah. I think... I don't know... I, I don't know why... I don't... I, I don't necessarily know why people liked it either, but my opinion, and, I, and maybe it, it might even be documented or something, I think... I want to say the one of the main reasons why that character came to be was I think... I think he was injured again and he wasn't like medically cleared or something like that but this was his way to still stay on TV and get noticed because he still had matches every once in a while as Bad News Barrett but he wasn't I don't think he was as active when he was Bad News Barrett I could be wrong yeah, but I mean I don't care how good you are in the ring Yeah, you can have the you can have the worst gimmick in the world, and people are gonna think you suck. Yep. Yep. All right. So, I uh, I love this conversation, but I was gonna say we could probably end on that. Yeah, but I want to end the and I want to end the show. And I know and I know White uh, Bright Wolf is saying yeah, but why end now? The conversation's good. Paul's like yeah, I agree. Well. It's the age-old saying: you gotta leave wanting the end, uh, uh, leave them wanting more. And we have been old for two and a half hours. Right. So I want to end. Is Skull still here? Skull Shaker. Skull Shaker. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. okay, cool. All right. So here's guy. Then I want to end. I want to end on this question. We are in 
and I'm not uh, I'm not asking I'm not asking for predictions on the match at, at like who's winning the match itself. That's going to be a future episode. But I want to know first I want to know for my co-hosts and then I want to know from the chat who is your complete left field surprise entrant or entrance in the Rumble this year? Well, you already know mine. No. Jay White doesn't count. I mean complete left field that nobody's expecting. Men or women? So uh, we'll go both. <clears throat> Complete left field that even if they're in the match, I, again, I'm not saying winning the match, but let's just say even if they're in the match for like, I don't know, five or six minutes. Okay. I'm gonna say. Oh shit! Bright Wolf says CM Punk. That ain't happening. Hey, it's a complete left field. That's the, that's the yeah. whole point of a complete left field. I know, but that's just not gonna. Sasha Banks. Paul says Stone Cold. All right, all right. Here's one that's way out of left field. Okay. Rusev for the men and Lana for the women. Ooh. Nice picks. Okay. Okay. Skull, who you got? I honestly don't know. Paul said Stone Cold because he said he wanted one more match. <clears throat> Bright Wolf says Will Ospreay. He's probably more likely than some of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you're allowing Will Ospreay, you have to allow Jay White because those are... That, Will Ospreay and Jay White is just as likely as the other. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and, so, but if, uh, if you're going to allow Will Ospreay, then my Jay White's allowed. But uh, but again, those are like... Those are... But when I, when I, I just said you know mine and you said that I wasn't allowed to use Jay White. Yeah, but not, if, if but Will Ospreay's allowed to be used, Jay White's allowed to be used because... But I also... But what I said was that Will Ospreay is about as likely as anybody else. So that one's kind of off the table too. But right, no, Bright Wolf, he just put it out there. So, well, no, Will Ospreay is not allowed. I know Who? he's been, Matt Cardona, I know he's kind of been hinting at it, but that, that I, I still see Cardona showing up. Well, that's, and if he shows up, then Chelsea's going to show up. 
Yeah. I could see Cardona showing up. Um, now, would it, okay, here's a question right quick. I could see I could see Sammy Callahan showing up as well. Okay, but here's a here's a question for, for both of y'all. I mean, kinda on the Royal Rumble, you know, whatever. <clears throat> would he show up pick. as Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona? He has already stated Zack Ryder's dead. He's already stated that the only way he would ever go back to WWE is under Matt Cardona. He is not going by any other name ever again when he wrestles. He okay. said he said that is the number I... one stipulation for him to come back to WWE, and WWE has already said we will allow it because that's his real name. And he yeah. said Zack Ryder's dead. I'm only going back as Matt Cardona. And that's so. fine. But I was just I was just throwing the question out there. Okay. Paul just said yeah, yeah, Eric I Young. See, I could see Cardona, and yeah, Chelsea Green was, was going to be the female option regardless. But um, I could see Cardona, and I could also see Sammy Callahan as well. Because he's been... said Okada. I do not see Okada fucking pulling. I, that is left field like a motherfucker. But uh, Okada is as likely as the Gorillas of Destiny showing up. Like, it's what? not, Okada would not happen. Okay, no. <laughs> Paul said Eric Young. Well, Eric Young's not really in left field. He's all, he is coming, he's coming back. Like, he's re-signing. Like, that's already a given. He is re-signing. And I think they're wanting to put Nikki back. But no, they are. Because they're, they're bringing Sanity back, and I... Pretty sure I know who the other two members of Sanity are going to be too. I think it's going to be um, Vincent and his tag partner from Ring of Honor because the last time they showed a vignette of Nikki drawing a picture, she was drawing a picture of three guys and a fe- and a girl, which is Sanity. Unless they're bringing the other two original members back, and I doubt it. The two dudes from fucking Ring of Honor that are best friends with Eric Young would be the perfect fucking fit for Sanity. Okay, you guys want to? Hey, you guys want to know my entrance? Do we have to? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Complete left field, right? Men's men's ma- uh, men's Royal Rumble match. And truth be told, I want the and uh, like if this happens, not only do I want him to be in the Rumble, but I just want him to re-sign with WWE. Okay? And just see where the hell he goes. Okay? It's a name that I don't think you would ever expect. And by uh, that name is Damien Sandow. In the men's room. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I isn't is isn't didn't he like partially retire? I don't know. Maybe. Did he? So, Did... I, I think he, re- if I'm not mistaken, he retired and then came out of retirement and wrestled for NWA for a bit. And then I don't, and then like partially, I don't know. He did one of those fucking things where he retired and came out of retirement like six times. Speaking of that, I would like to see Magnus show up. Hold on. he's done with NWA. I mean, Mickey James showed up last year. So what, what if he showed up this year? Hold on. 
Hold on. My left field for women's. I'm going to probably get heat for this. But I don't give a shit. It's my left field pick. It's my show. So, or my stream. So, ha. Huh, suck it. Tessa don't Blanchard. Don't fucking say it. God, I was getting ready to fucking say oh. that. God damn it. I was, oh. I was getting ready to say, don't you fucking dare say Tessa Blanchard, you son of a bitch. Tessa Blanchard. Oh, son of a bitch. I'd be okay with it. Fuck it. I'd be okay with it. I really fucking would. I, I'd okay. be okay with it. <laughs> okay, I actually have a left field pick for the men's. Okay. And he is a he is former wrestler in WWE. I know who you're going with. I didn't know, because you talked about it earlier. Skull doesn't know this, so I'm not going to spoil nothing. Unless it's uh, somebody completely new. So go ahead. Go ahead. It's somebody completely new. Oh, okay. Never mind then. All right. Never mind. And then you can bring bring up the other one that you're thinking. Okay. No, but no. Former wrestler... Has one of the greatest Royal Rumble uh, moments, maybe moments in history. Uh oh. Okay. Why do I feel like I know where you're going with this? Okay, you tell you tell me who you're thinking. Um, I don't know if I want to. Because I want you Go ahead. To... Are you talking about Santino Morella? No, I am not. Okay. But this other moment is... Is actually bigger than Santino's moment. Okay. Okay. Paul London. Yes! I thought you were going to say fucking Maven. Ooh. Maven? Ooh. Maven would have been now, good. Hey, okay. Skull was talking about when he eliminated the Undertaker. Uh-huh. Skull, I was actually at that Royal Rumble. I was in the nosebleed section when I was at that Royal Rumble. I'd be okay if James Storm came back. And but, they actually gave him a legitimate fucking chance. But, yes, I would want to see Paul London back. Who is this other one from <laughs> earlier? <laughs> you want me to tell him? Go ahead. So Jamo and uh, Jamo said on a previous stream, it might have even been uh, the Raw watch along. I'm not sure. Last week, but Jamo said, and as soon as he said it, and I'm like, oh my god, yes. So Jamo had said what he wants to see in the Royal Rumble this year. And he or he would love to see is surprise entrance, whatever it is, and we can maybe set it up. But <laughs> pick a number. Somebody pick a number uh, one through th- uh, thirty. We're just gonna uh, kind of set this up. Eighteen. 
Okay, Wolf said 17, uh, literally as you said that. So we'll just uh, we'll say 17, 18 ball mark, uh, ballpark, right? Buzzer goes, let's just say 17, right? Just to set it up briefly, lights go out just a tiny, uh, uh, just for a split second, and all you hear, just out of nowhere. Is somebody call my mama? Giant disco ball. Well, I'd imagine the Tron's gonna be huge at the Rumble anyway. But the, and like the entire Titan Tron is a disco ball, and you have the Funkasaurus come back to the Royal Rumble. No. Wait. Okay. Wait. Wait. Go ahead and set it up, Demo. Uh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> Eighteen. <clears throat> Lights go out, and all you hear. What? What? What's Good this pick. Music? What? What theme music did he have? Somebody call my mama. Funky's no, on a roll. Not him. No, no, not him. The other big guy. The other big guy. That I had mentioned that we could probably have in there. Why am okay. I, why I, don't, I don't remember. I don't remember his theme music. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, you see Rikishi coming to the ring. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember what you were talking about. Yeah. I had three. Okay. You get Rikishi coming out there. He pretty much dominates. Then you got Rikishi and... Brodus Clay. The Funkasaurus, right? Brodus Clay, whatever. You got them face-to-face. And then all of a sudden, it's three, two, one. And then next thing you know... All you hear is, turn it up! <laughs> Great theme. And then, and then... I would literally shut my fucking TV off and finish, and not watch the rest. No, I fucking hate Tyrus. I but hang on, hang on. But then you got Scotty Tuhati, he works his way to the ring. Puts the shades and on the big... Got, hey, puts the shades on the big man. And then, you... They put... He gives Rikishi his, then he gives Titus his, he puts his on, and then all three of them start dancing in the ring. Yep. Then you have somebody, hang on, then you have somebody just out of nowhere just starts taking all three of them and throws them out when they're trying to dance. Yep. You immediately lost me when you said bring that piece of shit back to the company, so no. Wow. Well, you know what? I don't know. We should probably write out. All right. No, I just said that just to kind of get a reaction. I've never had Ben Russo fucking come back than him. No, see, I've done that just to to see what people would say. (laughs) 
think... so crazy. Hang on, look. I said this the other night in another stream. You cannot fire people that you don't that you do not pay when you're volunteering. You cannot get fired from volunteering. Yeah, but he wants to bring Vince Russo back. <laughs> No, he won't. And you want to bring fucking Kyrus back of all fucking people. <laughs> Ouch! Wait a minute. I just Have said you not that. watched that worthless piece of shit on fucking CNN and his political takes? He's a fucking scumbag. He needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, we do not want WWE to go in the toilet and die either. If you bring back Vince Russo, that's going to happen. I mean, we get can always pullbacks again, but I mean, <laughs> but hang on, no, we don't need Viagra on a pole match again. <laughs> no, but here's the thing: you can always fire Tyrus. Wait a minute, before we raid out, I have one more fucking left field entrant for the fucking rumble. The big guy, Ryback. Dude, that would be okay. He supposedly is coming back to wrestling. It's just, yeah, we don't know, uh, we don't know where. For years. He's been saying that for years. He's also blocked me on everything. He's blocked me on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram really? and everything. Well, he, he fucking blo blo he blocks anybody that just like yes, bad shits him does. or something. Yes, he's got me blocked on everything. He has Panda blocked on everything. Um, I think he's got Kevin blocked on everything. I think he has Sledge blocked on everything. I know he's. I think he's got Wheezy blocked on everything. Okay, but anyway, here's the thing. I just mentioned Tyrus because I thought it would be funny. I did not realize. I did not know with fucking Vince Russo and when I bring up Russo, Cornette, and fucking Bischoff, I just hang up. do it to yeah. get rise out of you guys. Yeah, but here, but here's the thing. I did not realize that Tyrus was such a major hot topic. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. I mean, I just mentioned him last week because it's nobody said anything fault. about it. It's his own fault. It's because he went into fucking politics and he's a fucking idiot and doesn't need to be in fucking politics. I, well, I mean, I guess that's where he belongs because he's fucking stupid and all fucking politicians are, but he, he's an idiot. His take on pol in politics and the government are fucking dumb. He doesn't care about people and that's, that's why he's such a hot topic okay. and why people don't like him. The thing about it is, I brought him up there in the wall right along, and nobody said anything. So I didn't know it was that big an issue. That will not be brought up again. When, when you live in a house with people that fucking watch fucking NBC, like CNBC and, and all that fucking shit all goddamn day long, you have to see it. So it's fucking, it's okay. PTSD. Okay, so, <laughs> hey, no, in, in all seriousness, I will not bring him up again. No, you can. I just don't like him. I just think he's a piece of shit. But you can bring him up. I don't care. I just think he's a piece of shit. But okay, but I, I didn't. Wow. Well then.
hot episode. 2020 and 2023 returns, uh, you know, the wrestling freaks return, and uh, we're coming out and swinging. So, it's all good. What And what's really fun about this particular episode, with it being the first episode of the Wrestling Freaks podcast. Yes, sir. Dude, we have actually been on here for three hours. Have we really? Holy shit. Yeah, we gotta hop on. I gotta get fucking dinner. I, I, I need to get food bad. <laughs> Alright, guys, we are going to... It was fucking six o'clock for me, so... I think I thing about Good thing about it is my wife is in there cooking right now doing this. All right, guys, we're gonna go send the uh, send the raid. Yeah, I gotta order I gotta order pizza or something. Yum! You better share with the uh, with the podcast, please, please, please. Um. <laughs> um. Skull. After Skull. and after dinner, we and uh, um. I want to chat with you more, ma. Uh, uh, off stream. Off stream. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll pro- I'm gonna hop off here and get food, and then I'll hop back on. Sounds good, man. What, Skull, before you before you head out, I wanna I wanna mention something to you after we end here. All right, yeah. And I hadn't done and I hadn't done it while we've been on. Yeah, no, 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 All right, guys. Awesome, awesome show. But like I said, we just gotta uh, we gotta leave wanting uh, wanting you guys more. So, join us next week for episode two. We're gonna go ahead and rate out. We're gonna use hashtag. We'll say uh, hashtag wrestle uh, wrestling freaks pod. Um, crazy eyes sent me, and we're gonna go send the raid to. A good friend of mine. We're gonna go send uh, send the raid to Chad. Chad Hammonds, Hammers, Hammonds. Actually, yeah, we're gonna go send the raid to him. So, guys, here's what I need you to do: flood this guy with follows, bits, whatever you want. Again, hashtag wrestling and uh, wrestling freaks pod. Crazy Eyes sent me. Um, the next time we are live is tomorrow night. CEW Mayhem. Monday Night Mayhem. And WWE Monday Night Raw Watch Along. I appreciate you guys. You guys are amazing as usual. I will see you guys tomorrow night. Thanks for a great show once again, guys.